0: what's up jfw family welcome back to the channel 23 podcast the purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things jfw good morning man
1: morning Morning. hi everybody morning
0: this is really weird i don't think you've ever sat there brother dave and it's freaking me out what yeah, you've never sat right there, have you?
1: What, have I sat there?
2: I mean, I'm, Yeah, you've probably sat there before, huh, but never right gonna there. It's going to be my new favorite seat. I feel like. Never that close, day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. He's just worried because I can, like, hold his hand. Yeah, I mean.
3: Touch his knee?
0: Somebody <laughs> usually does. I'm not going to mention any <laughs> Was names. Was that his knee?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: What's also different is, to the left of you, we got Dustin Romero in the studio today. Welcome, Good morning, Dustin.
1: Good In the house, yeah. Dustin. Good morning, Dustin. Dustin.
0: Yep. So, good to see Dustin. And of course, we are Super Dave and Brother Jim. This is the first time you two, Jim and Dave, Brother Dave, have been in the studio together in, I think, four weeks. Th- yeah, I three was here or four. last week.
3: Yeah, I, Jim wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, yeah. Way to think about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to add to that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, let's kick off with the Pledge of Allegiance. After all allegiance. that, then I pledge allegiance. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of, of the United States, States of America and, and to the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with, with liberty, with liberty and, justice and justice for all.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs, it's just the five men in this room's. Episode 62, we're back up on the rise. It had 326 downloads. Maybe people just wanted to hear Brother Dave come back. I don't know. But <laughs> wow. About 100 more listens. So thanks for being back, Brother Dave. Thank yeah. you. And then we're at 23,135 total downloads, and we have 157 followers. That's the number that I've been saying I want to focus
2: on. 157?
0: The followers. We yeah. need to get that up. More people follow, more people listen.
2: That's yeah. just how it works, so. Do you think our stickers are getting any traction?
3: I was I know we mentioned that the week before or I did are, the week before. Are they before, all on? So. I
2: know you asked me a couple weeks ago if
3: they were all yeah. on. I don't know. Hmm. Somebody's
0: to follow up on that.
3: Yeah, Put it on my list. Well, if you see <laughs> if, you, if you see if you see a sticker, I don't know, give Jam a shout out.
0: Yeah, I want to know who listens to the podcast who doesn't work at JFW. My email address is jam at com. Just shoot me an email. Tell me who you are. I would love to hear from you.
3: Yeah, perfect. Yep. Beautiful.
0: So, in honor of Dustin being here, if if everybody doesn't know, Dustin broke his foot probably about how long ago, Dustin?
5: Um, it happened in June, but I've been out since August 2nd.
0: Okay, he's been out since August 2nd with a broken foot. So, yeah. And out of that, I got some foot jokes. do you know where people go to work when they break their foot
1: jfw ihop (laughs) (laughs) i
0: got one more do you know why people with foot fetishes not that doesn't as a foot fetish (laughs) i'm not fetishing over his foot i've seen pictures of it but do you know why people with foot fetishes are losers (laughs) why they love To taste the defeat.
2: (laughs) 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 That's gross. This isn't my joke, but it just makes me think of the one, what do you call a nose that's 12 inches long? A foot. foot. (laughs) foot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? That that was an easy one to pick on, the foot jokes, because I just saw another one. Do, Do your socks have a hole in them?
0: Hole in one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's the golf one huh?
0: Well no one of my socks has a hole in it The other one doesn't I got a hole in one
2: <laughs> Dave do any of your socks have a hole in them No Every sock has a hole in it That's where your foot goes Oh <laughs> got him Oh that wasn't even my dad joke That's just, good. Gem just hit a, a foot nerve Why
0: don't you wow. hit us with your dad joke
2: All right So do you guys know when uh, it's a law in Sweden, when it's raining, you have to drive with your headlights on? No. I just don't know when it's raining in Sweden.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my>. oh, <laughs> <man. Ba-da-ba>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, shoot. <laughs> okay then man, that was a rough one huh yeah. Yeah. i'll stick with the sock
2: jokes yeah.
1: i just pulled it up it's showing it's raining in sweden
2: there you go oh man i'm gonna potter's gonna have to do snow and rain in sweden yep <laughs> yep that's what we got uh
5: so i was talking to one of my friends and uh he claims that he can build a gun using a 3d printer
0: uh, I think Canon's been doing that for years.
5: Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not impressed. I've had a Canon printer for years. <laughs>
0: you can't come up here with a gun, palm, bro. I knew it. Uh, uh, he takes the wind out of your sails when you Yeah, you, you do. Okay. <laughs> He's good at
2: that. Are well, we supposed to do that? Are we, <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed, supposed to, supposed to
1: guess to the joke? Right? right? Not
0: supposed to give the answer, <laughs> right? Uh, exactly.
1: We are.
3: So, Jam, if that's the case, do you know what a redneck calls a deer with no eyes? No, but I want to know. Yeah? yeah? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're a rednecker than me. <laughs> All
1: right, so what does a mermaid do when she sleeps underwater? Blows
2: bubbles. Sleeps. <laughs> no. rests with the fish.
1: She snorkels. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna have
0: to tell that one to Bella because she is the mermaid. Mermaid,
2: yeah, yeah, sweet. They they have those. They have people that go do parties Mm -hmm. dressed as a mermaid, like they show up with mermaid tails, like the whole nine yards. Just FYI, so you know.
0: Yeah, my daughter's got a mermaid tail. She walks around the house with.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but she's eight. <laughs> right, that's true. These are grown-ass adults show up at your house with, like, mermaid tails on and
1: stuff. How can you walk They've, in a mermaid tail?
2: I know. Your next question is, how do I know this?
3: Yeah. Well, no, right? I, I think there's probably a party for just about everything nowadays. True. I don't think True. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds a little calm compared to a party I probably yeah. could imagine. Yeah. I think
0: she's aspiring to be something greater now, but, I mean, it wasn't too long ago. What do you want to be when you grow up? mermaid <laughs> <laughs> new employees actually old employee fernanda machan's coming back full-time temporarily, so. <laughs> <laughs> full-time temporarily. <laughs> yeah she'll be here every day just doing what we do but i think she's got to go back to the family business mid-april or something like that i don't know all the details she's coming back today so welcome back fernanda
1: yeah welcome back fernanda welcome back welcome back, back
0: celebrations anniversaries felt like i had a wrestle arm wrestle brother dave on this one but chris england six years on the ninth
2: chris thank you for that six years i i sat here arguing with jam and he's like well it has to be his sixth year he has a five-year jacket (laughs) 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 and that just tells me one thing it's just a pleasure to work with you and time flies you know what i mean so he he kind of heads up the shop in the morning and, and run stuff out there, you know, as yep. far as getting all the trucks going. And, I mean, he's just a, a key piece uh, to keep all our all our wheels turning. Yep. Yeah. You know? I'd,
1: I'd like to give him a shout-out. I have seen so much growth in Chris. Yes. Um, you know, when we interviewed him, he was just like a young kid right out of school, it seems. Yeah, and and he was green. He he was excited to be part of, you know, a big fleet or, or whatnot, yeah. you know, working on trucks. That's what he went to school for. It was his passion. And he has come so far. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. he's really
2: exudes confidence now.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah, shout out to him and Ricky. Maybe a know, little, little bit the too stuff, much getting the stuff going in the morning.
0: Absolutely. I was like, maybe a little bit too much confidence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
3: just get. It. I like to give him crap.
0: He he's he, fun. He's fun, and he could take it. Any dishes? In yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just all around good dude, man. That he was a good you. guest on
5: the podcast too. Here, he was yeah. a great yeah. guest
0: on the podcast. He could do the podcast. We yeah. should ask actually once ask he warms
5: up to, up to you though yeah if he doesn't know you he's kind of quiet yeah
2: there's
5: nothing wrong with quiet as long as yeah. he's not flipping you off when you walk by
2: yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> quiet and there's quiet and angry true we need
0: some or is more. that quite
3: angry <laughs> true could
0: be Ooh, dad joke we need some more quiet around here we had another anniversary on the month and that was holly white 12 years so wow. twice as long as kurt same date though <laughs> congratulations,
5: congratulations holly <laughs> congratulations
0: and then uh, Rob White, he hit 2 years today. And then Jose Barraza is hitting 3 years on the 13. So,
1: wow, big numbers. Right yeah. yeah, all yeah. those people, it's yeah. just no right. way. Right? You know, I'm surprised Jose's been here 3 years <laughs> yeah. because yeah. he owned his own truck. He was just had that entrepreneurial like mindset, you Spirit. know, but still he, does. He came on board here and fit in well and yeah. and knocks it out.
0: He treats his truck like a business. So, mm-hmm. He does well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Birthdays. Rick actually complained the other day that we didn't give him a birthday shout out, but that's because we don't start Sundays. We don't do Sundays till Wednesday. So Rick had a birthday on the 8th. I think he turned 55. I just made that up.
5: It has to be older than that.
0: 60?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Look, looking or acting? <laughs> no, Not sorry, acting.
0: Sorry,
3: sorry Rick. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> happy birthday, Rick. Happy birthday, Rick.
0: Sometimes it's just better to be quiet. <laughs> quiet it's,
1: or quiet and angry? <laughs> isn't that tough on a podcast, though?
3: You
0: know, some people aren't happy unless they're mad.
1: So. All right, a moment of silence for Rick. <laughs>
0: Alonzo Ariola and Kurt Spencer share a birthday on the 9th.
2: Oh, that's cool. God, they don't even look alike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Luis Rosales has a birthday today. Grace Stutz has a birthday tomorrow. And then Jose Barraza has a birthday on the thirteenth. So Jose started working here on his birthday.
3: Wow. Yep.
2: I remember. How cool that is that? Last year. There's yeah. someone else that has that.
3: There is on their birthdays. Uh, and their
2: we just did it,
1: uh,
2: Anthony Harper. Mm. Oh ah, yeah, right. Oh. Yep. I
1: wouldn't have been able to guess that. Yeah,
2: yeah. we just went over it a couple weeks ago. Sweet
0: family birthday celebrations. Double O G Hernandez, his wife Brenda Hernandez, is having a birthday or had a birthday on the ninth. Happy had. birthday, Brenda. Yeah,
3: happy birthday, happy Brenda. Birthday. Brenda. Yep. Happy birthday. And and do I have it wrong? Is Kurt back now? Coming back on this Monday. S- Monday this yeah. Monday. Oh, so okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Another foot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. You We're two feet up. ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, Dustin's not back. Yeah. Only
3: one foot ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh it's gonna be a
0: long podcast, it Dustin. Is. I'm sorry. Oh. Yep. Shout outs. Jimmy V wanted to give a shout out to Troy Hunt and Chili Dog. He says good morning, senor. I want to give a shout out to Troy Hunt and Chili Dog for helping me out last Wednesday at Plan Twelve from getting stuck in some ice. They didn't hesitate to grab some shovels and give me a hand. Thank you, gentlemen. We want to give a shout out to Dale Boyce. This is actually your shout out, but it's from everybody. But yeah, Dale's been killing it over CMEX. He's kind of a one man, one man show over there, and he uh, he contends with a lot from the wind to you know rock hard pile trying to dig material out uh trucks getting stuck to people showing up early to having a grease the loader in the wind i mean it's it's not a cushy job.
2: the the element up there is is <laughs> yeah. not like what we have here yeah it's, you know i it's mean it's like working on the
5: moon it is yeah. exactly yeah it, it's yeah, crazy
0: yeah. he he sent us a picture yesterday i mean he said it was like 15 minutes 15 feet away from the pile and it looked like the moon it looked like armageddon basically <laughs> yeah. And I look outside, and it's just beautiful over here. So yeah. not sure what the weather system over there is. Super Dave? <laughs> weather system. we <laughs> have the whole weather system at Alcosa? A- <laughs> uh,
3: against you know, the I, foothills.
1: I believe so. That, you know, being next to the foothills like that, it does create its own weather. I mean, we were up there one morning years and years ago, and the wind blew mm. the scale house off of its foundation. It was so strong. Yeah. Man. And Barb was inside. <laughs> he just freaked out. <laughs> if it's raining
2: there, is it raining in Sweden? <laughs> I'd have to check.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to turn my lights on. though. Yeah, turn my lights on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. When it's raining down here, it's usually snowing up there.
3: there Only go. in the winter.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Huh. Oh,
2: man.
0: JR wanted to give Chris Beam a shout-out. Chris Beam found and returned JR's $300 Beats headphones. But they wow. were gone for a while. I guess they were, like, missing in Chris's truck <laughs> for months. And then he just found him and turned them in. So.
3: That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then JR also wanted to give a shout out to Russell over at CMax for always keeping the dump area operational or trying his hardest to keep it operational. And also, he listened to the podcast last week. So
1: oh, cool. Thanks,
3: oh.
0: thanks for listening, Russ.
3: Yeah, definitely, Russ. Thank yep. you.
0: And then I want to give a shout out to Edwin Ramirez. He left us a Google review about working at JFW. He left one, and then a year later, he left another one. So here's his review. One year working for this company, updated review. I can't believe it's been a year already. I remember about a year ago, I submitted my resume and applied to a few local trucking companies. Right away, the first company to respond was JFW. Super Dave called me. I answered enthusiastically and was excited to come in for an interview. I met with Dave and he was so nice and welcoming. We went on a drive through the city and we came back. Then we went into a conference room. He had a hat on the table with the packet laid out. We went over the packet. He mentioned the company's creed. I thought to myself, okay, cool. This is very organized and professional. I realized very soon after that the creed is very important and is something we must all go by in order to find success at JFW. The drivers are set to a high standard. The drivers here are given the tools and knowledge to pretty much become the special ops slash elite forces of the local trucking, of local truck hauling. They have trainers who really know their stuff. A huge shout out to my manor, my trainer, <laughs> Manny V for being patient and teaching me well. He practices what he preaches, and I learned a lot from him. Also, this company has a leadership slash driver support slash safety team who will be there for you 24 7 they go as far as to clean your trailer out or help you in any way you can think of everyone from hr to dispatch to the mechanics on top of their game in order for you find success in order for you to find success here you must live a responsible slash healthy lifestyle and have a positive mindset
5: i love that part Right? And don't you have to have that to
1: be successful anywhere? Yes. I
3: I highlighted that just to make that point. Exactly. That's that's to be any place. Absolutely.
1: I kind of like the way he referred to us as special ops elite. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a lot
3: about this. That's
0: great. But I really (laughs) like that. And we don't work anywhere else. We work here. So I like that he said it about being here. Mm -hmm. Must drive safely and always be on defensive mode in traffic. They'll set you up to succeed. My first year I was just testing the waters so I got close to 60k. I met drivers who made well over 80k and even 100k. So the money's definitely here. Of course you got to get up early and hustle throughout the day, but you'll be home just in time with family. Must have patience too. The company started off small, but with good leadership the brothers built built a big well-oiled machine of a company and I am proud to be a part of it. They accept you as who you are and let you customize the truck you drive. Eh, Stickers, flags, etc. The trucks are all newer models and are very easy to operate. Now that I have established myself here, I'm going to take everything I've learned and move forward to become better. I recommend this company to anyone who wants to gain more knowledge in the industry. I'm very thankful for this opportunity and I'm going to continue to work hard for myself and my team.
2: That's, so that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome.
0: Thanks, Edwin. That's a that's a great review. We appreciate
3: yeah. that. Well, well thought out and well yep. put it. <clears throat> yeah, well written,
0: and mm-hmm. we appreciate you. You know, but one thing about Edwin too, like he does run his life like that. You know, I've I've ran into him at the gym and stuff. So not only is he trying to be successful here, he's trying to, you know, take care of his body as well.
1: Hmm. So yeah, I've it's never run person. into you at the gym.
0: No, I invite you every day though. <laughs> you do.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys have any other shout outs for anybody?
3: I, I want to mention Kanner Kendrick. Um, you know, since he's been back, he's jumped right in and, and always hands on and stuff. And uh, through the last month or so here, or I guess month and a half, I know he uh, brought the toys down. He stayed with us that night. Then I know you know he's been involved in both the cooler spills and worked like Sco- Scooby did too. Um, but he's been very uh, boisterous on, on helping out and what needs to be done. and He's got ideas. He's just, he's just not standing around with his, pockets, yeah. with his hands in his pockets. And, yeah, Ken, glad to have you back. I know it's been a while here. You've been back. But, yeah, doing a great job. Thanks for everything.
0: Let's get into the discussion part of the podcast. The first thing, and I wrote it in bold because we are starting a campaign sometime in the near future about changing lanes safely brother dave you want to talk about this
2: of course i do (laughs) (laughs) jam
3: yeah yeah jam i know you just use those words in the new near future a campaign not to interrupt you dave but it's been a campaign since the early 80s right you you know what i mean when we i mean that's part of the reason we got rid of some of the hoods and we added mirrors on the front of the trucks and we had a big old uh you know like uh, mutiny oh I don't want those mirrors on my hood I don't want those mirrors on my that hood. looks stupid that looks stupid and all that kind of stuff and like no it's all about safety and and here we're back to we're not back we're to a truck that's got a sloped nose so you can see it's got a mirror it's a lot of the trucks have the mirrors on the above the window we have you know I know I think they've done away with the doggy window in the door but we've got blind spotters you know and I know we're going to go into all this stuff but it's been a fight for for as long as I can remember and it's gotten worse in the last few months. In, in the last 12 months we've had five
2: accidents. Yeah. And there or, or 16 months, I don't I mean I don't have the time frame but yeah.
3: we've had five accidents in the last year and a half for sure. And and they're all our fault. I mean and and every, they're avoidable. That's, every single that's, one
2: that's, of them are our our are our fault and every single one of them are 100% avoidable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So what do we in the campaign, what do what do we do? We just talked about it in the steering committee. What do we do about that? What is what is a campaign? You got blind know, spotter, you got mirrors, you got slope, sloped hood, it comes down to the driver.
1: Uh, yeah, a, a campaign is about education and awareness. Right. Communication, you know. Yep. But
2: I, I, I kinda gotta back up here to Edwin's review, you guys. We have provided every single person in those trucks the tools. Right? I mean, I know exactly what you're saying, Dave. It's no matter what, we are 100% responsible for ourselves, right? I mean, when we're out there in the truck, you as a driver are 100% responsible for all of your actions. But how do we promote that campaign? How do we talk about that? You know, and, and to set yourself up to succeed, we've put a hood, or I'm sorry, a mirror on the front of every single hood, right? Every Ooh. single truck out there. Yeah. Two. Both sides, right? Like you said, Jim, mirror above the passenger door that looks down. Scooby's been standing out at the fuel island and going over a bunch of that with a bunch of the drivers as they come through the fuel island. And most of them are telling him, well, that's not adjusted. I can't see anything out of it, or I don't use it. Oh. It's a tool. Use it. You know, that, that's part of the campaign that we need to talk about. You know, do you have your blinker on five blinks before you change lanes? You know, are you paying attention? Three of those accidents, I was set straight when we were talking about it. Three of those accidents were in trucks with blind spotter. How's that possible? You've got something yelling at you in the cab to not have that happen. So uh, we just we have issues with it. We're we're talking about doing bracelets uh, for all the drivers to wear. You know, just as a reminder, a safety reminder for a lane change, uh, a backup, anything like that. So there's just so much stuff out there, but. My goodness, we have to look. We have to be engaged. And it has to be a slow motion. You know, of those five accidents, I believe, was it two of them? We actually did the pit maneuver where we came over so fast. We changed lanes so fast. We hit the rear of the car and took it off its its path and spun it around us in front of us. I know one
3: like, for sure because it went down the guardrail of the fast lane. Day, so exactly. I know one yeah. for sure. You're right.
2: And then I thought the other one on Santa Fe. The only reason it didn't come all the way around was yeah, because it hit the trailer hit on the other side. Yeah, another so trailer hit it, or another it, truck hit. Exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have spun around as well. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, going over and bumping a car next to you is one thing. That's still an accident. It's an at fault accident. But we didn't, we didn't put someone in peril. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've talked about it before. I can't imagine going sixty miles an hour and have a truck take my rear tires off the ground, and I'm sitting sideways, going sideways at sixty miles an hour, looking at a the emblem of our one of our Pete's or Kenworths or Freightliners, scared to death, not knowing what's happening, going
5: sideways down the road, being pushed. Right. So, have all the accidents been on the blind side? Oh, every yeah. single one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Dustin, what's some of the things you do do before you change
5: lanes? I've always looked at my spot mirrors on my hood. Yes. I, of course, I drive one of the hooded trucks and I have the little doggy window too. Mm-hmm. And that's a, I always look out that and I always kick my blinker on and I've never just switched lanes. I've always let it blink three, four times. Then I switch lanes nice. just to make sure. Sure. Yeah, Dustin, I, I you know, I,
3: when I drove 17 down to the, the toy drive, I haven't been driving in, you know, probably six months. I haven't been in one of the trucks. And you can't miss. Everything if you look in the mirrors, right. I mean, on those trucks, you just, you can't miss what's there. Right. And so you're
1: saying there's no blind spot. There
3: is if, no blind spot, right. right? There is no blind spot. Yeah, Dave, sorry if I'm confused, you know, sounds confusing. There is no blind spot. And, and the, this last accident we just had, you know, we love that you guys are relaxed. You're sitting in the seat, you're comfortable. You don't have to shift, you know, the automatics, you know, big O safe, following distance the whole bit but when that driver changed lanes he never he never moved never moves was leaned over a little bit in the seat down in the seat never moved to make that lane change and and he looked he glanced in the mirror but that's all the interaction he did to make that lane change and you know obviously i, I like i said i hadn't been driving in a while but in 17 like i leaned up i mean i'm sure you do dustin oh, you yeah. lean up you look in that hood mirror and go hey there's nothing there you turn on your turn signal or you've already got it on and it's an easy move. So I guess, you know, like you were saying, Dave, that it's our fault, you know, a hundred percent, the driver's fault and, and, a
2: hundred percent avoidable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Edwin states it in there. It's it, do you, you know, it doesn't say do your job, but how we can be better. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and most everybody, I mean, probably won't remember, but we just settled a claim up on. Getting off an on I twenty five onto one nineteen there in Longmont, um, we had a uh, we were we had a car stop in front of us on the off ramp to go down onto one nineteen, and we stopped. The car started to go again, and the lady stopped again just as we were looking back to see the traffic coming to see if we could go, and bumped into the lady. Okay, not a I mean it couldn't have been three mile an hour, but we still. It- it was enough to set off the f- the f- shut off the fuel pump on the Cadillac on the gym. Cadillac. But this lady, we have it on film, got out of the car and helped us push her car out of the way because we couldn't get it going. All that kind of stuff. So it wasn't wasn't injured. Didn't act injured. You know, it was an accident. Okay, I I think it's 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 an easier accident to explain than um you know somebody being in the blind spot just hitting them. Right. But the the point to my story is. We just had to settle that, and we paid $100,000. That was the settlement on that case. That's what... Yeah, and I could be wrong. Do you remember, Jam? Wasn't
2: there only like $4,000 or $5,000 damage to the car?
3: And I don't, it, it, I don't it wasn't- recall.
2: Yeah, it wasn't
0: that big of a deal. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. but you were saying the insurance company contacted you guys. They were excited. Yeah, that they saved us two hundred thousand.
3: Yeah, they had it. They had it reserved for three hundred thousand dollars for bumping somebody. Yeah. Wow, and so, yeah, good news. We settled for a hundred thousand, yeah. and so that you know these. And, and again, I, I like to to tell everybody that when we get sued or when JFW sues or there's a claim, you're sued individually also. You know, there is, you are protected by us and by our insurance company, but you're drugged through that. And, you know, if you're not, you know, J.R. makes a nice statement here on the safety that we'll read here in a bit. But if you're not defendable or you're not accountable, they're they're going to find you. They're going to get money out of you personally. You, you're A lot of people are at risk, but that's because you're not accountable.
0: Now, that driver doesn't work anymore. Do you know if he was included in the... A-
3: it never went to that jam because oh, yeah. we settled. Right. You know, we have we have one now that's going to court though, right. and and we all know that was the the person's claiming a back injury from being having the mirror broken. You know, right. we know that that's that's crazy sounding. Right. But yeah, it's just you know, in every magazine we get is they're they're calling them nuclear settlements,
2: nuclear verdict.
3: Yep, nuclear verdict or or, or settlement and. That's that the jury is giving the, the plaintiff um, these settlements that are you know like unimaginable like a yeah, billion yeah, dollars. yeah like I'm asking for you know I got 500000 dollars worth of of medical. damage or medical bills, but the jury's going, okay, that's fine, but we're going to award you like Dave said, two billion dollars or two million dollars above what he even claimed because again, how do we look to the public? You know what? Who's sitting on the jury? Your peers, supposedly, but they also don't like us because of the way we act out on the road.
5: Yeah. Right. So you're saying that the trucking companies are always on the losing side? Just just about, you know, a- except for like with our cameras when we have cases, Dustin. Yeah. I
3: mean, there's been, we've been exonerated, I don't know how many times, you know, but we're, when you drive those many miles, we're going to have accidents, right? We're not perfect. Yeah, But we can certainly, like the blind spot one, we can certainly stop that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, one other thing you can do, you know, we're saying there is no blind spot in a truck because of all the mirrors, but if you're not sure if you got a car right next to you, there's two ways to tell. You could either slow down a little bit and see if something appears in your mirrors or in front of your hood, or you could speed up a little bit, you know, just to make sure there's nothing there. But check, check, and then triple check before you change lanes, so...
1: I think a big thing that people, and we've seen it on our cameras time and time again, when you're attempting to change lanes or any kind of maneuver, sit up in your chair, look around. Don't just sit there like you're relaxing going down a two lane for 500 miles.
2: Well, and Dave, you, you, we were talking about this obviously Monday at our steering committee meeting, but you keyed on it. As you're needing over and needing to change lanes, you're looking in your mirror minutes before this happens, not seconds. You know, In all of these accidents, it was, oh, I need to change lanes. Look and get over. There right. was no preparation, right? When, when you need to change lanes, you need to be looking in that mirror. Cars are going past you. And you're like, okay, when this Ford Bronco goes by, there's a big gap. I'm going to slip in behind that car. That's right? and do, and your time. you're constantly looking at the side, looking forward, looking at the side, looking forward, looking in the other mirror, looking at the side, looking forward. You know what I mean? That's part of your your constant head movements. Your head needs to be on a swivel. We talk about that all the time. You can't just decide, oh, I need to change lanes. I wonder if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. You should know. Yeah, you should then, know what's then there. Then
1: when you do initiate the lane change, you got to look again because what if a motorcycle slipped Absolutely, in there? Absolutely, Dave, you know?
5: yeah. Or an impatient driver that was behind you. Right. Even though that you have your turn signal on, they could still jump in the other lane. And Absolutely. I've had that happen oh, gosh, so many they times.
1: Don't, they don't pay attention or they don't really care that your signal's on. If they <laughs> have it in their mind, they're going around. They're going to go. Yep. Yeah.
2: I tell you what, though. I think there's more people that do give you a break when your signal's on than don't. Of course, we remember the ones that don't because you're like, that guy's a frigging jerk. Right? right? right. But... I would tell you, well over fifty percent of the time, you turn a signal on and people are helping you. So
0: yeah, they don't want to get hit. Yeah, <laughs> that right? guy's coming over.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But we do have the ones that speed up, they throw your signal on, and oh no, they're not having it. But like you said, there's more people that'll give you the space and not.
2: So. Yeah, you know, I, you, you mentioned Jam about speed up or slow down, and <clears throat> I think it's funny we you know we drive enough, and everyone here can identify with this. You're in a vehicle, and it, I'm just making this up, but it's just you and another vehicle on the road. And at some point, they've come up on you, and now they're just sitting next to you. Right. <laughs> they are not going that same speed. And you're like, well, I'm going to need over my exits you know, down here, and it's I'm making it up like I'm going 25 southbound. And right. I need to catch 270, right? So you need to get to that left lane. And you slow down a little bit, and that car slows down. Or I, generally, what you try and do is speed up, right? And that car speeds up. I've just found it easy, like, you just lift off the throttle or even grab just a pinch of brakes right. and you slow up, and that car's like, What's going on? Right. Like it was a wake up call. They don't realize when you speed
3: up, they've sped up. Right. But when you hit the brakes, it's a wake up. They're like, until, until they they nab the brakes beside you, Dave. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: I've purposely done it. Like in, in my pickup, obviously, yeah. you can't as easy in the car or in a big truck. But, you know, I mean, you're next to someone and it's like, Well, I need either in front or behind this person. I've slowed up and they've slowed up. You know, now, now I've sped up, and they're speeding up, and you just grab that brake for a second. They hit the brakes, and then you go and get back in front of them. And it's like, ah, you're just a really uneducated driver. Right. We love you.
0: <laughs> we kind of touched on it a little bit, but you had mentioned, Brother Dave, three of those accidents, we actually had the blind spotters on the trucks. Blind spotters, for anybody listening that doesn't know what that is, that's kind of a, is it a sonar? Would you call it sonar?
2: Totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it detects a vehicle next to you. And when you put your turn signal on, it beeps at you saying, hey, there's a car next to you and there's a little red light in the corner of your dashboard on the passenger side that'll pop on if there's something next to you or it'll be yellow or green if there's not. Right. Well, how could we have accidents changing lanes if we have the blind spotter? Well, your turn signal needs to be on for one I'm not saying those people didn't have it on, but if you just throw your turn signal on and change lanes, you've defeated the purpose of the blind spotter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not giving you enough time to let you know, or it's letting you know, and you don't have enough time to react, or you're just not paying attention to it.
3: So. Yeah, so that's back to, you can take Edwin's review right there. We've given you the tools. You mentioned it, Dave. There, There's the tools. You know, what do we do with that? We had the, the... CPA in yesterday going over the books for the end of the year stuff. And we got to talking about that and he goes, H- here's all the tools, but if you're not using them, you know, then that tool is actually broken. Right. You know, it's not, it's not doing you a bit of good. It's a waste. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. For now, I don't know how much the blind spotters cost, but on a hundred mm-hmm. trucks, I mean,
2: I think they're like, 2,500 bucks. Yeah. Each? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's a yeah. lot.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of money. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a
0: lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for not stopping accidents. I mean, we'd have a serious conversation about putting them on again. You know why it's not, it's not saving us that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a quarter million dollars in blind spotters.
3: Yep. Yeah, We we'll order
2: them on everything because we don't know what accidents it is eliminating. Right. But here we are right. with the factory shortage. We didn't get them on the last several trucks. Mm. Of the 15 Kenworths we took last year, I don't know like
3: if any five, of them got it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. By the way, speaking of investing money into the trucks, but we just for the five trucks that we're getting, we there was no if, ends, or buts. We we gotta put cameras in those trucks. That's costing thirty one thousand dollars for the next forty eight months just to put cameras in five trucks. So but we believe them in a, we believe in them that much. It's kind of a no brainer.
3: Yeah, there's something you get the we feel you get your return of your money back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to power lines. We uh, we had an incident out in, was it Akron?
2: Right? Yes.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Went out to Akron. We had a driver, got into some power lines over there, and we could talk about how to avoid doing that, but... I went back and forth with, I think the company's called YW, is a power company out there. And we had called them to make sure, you know, we're square and we don't owe them anything and everything's cool. They didn't know we called, they called us. And the guy's main concern is that we were having safety meetings and that everybody knows what to do if you hit power lines. So if you do get into some power lines, what don't you want to do, Dustin?
5: You don't want to get out of your truck.
0: Why not? I'm in the power lines.
5: Because electricity travels. Right. Right. So. But, but what does that
2: mean? What does it mean? Yeah, when electricity yeah. travels, the connection yeah. is in the cab.
1: You're, you're sit, you, right. Yeah, you're exactly. grounded.
2: Well, technically you're not grounded, right? When the, the truck s- is grounded. The rubber yeah, yeah. is protecting yes, you. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. The truck is the grounding rod, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When you step out of the truck and you're touching the truck and the ground at the same time, you you've now just become a grounding rod. Right. And the electricity could go through you. People yeah. have blown up and died. Right. Like literally exploded yeah. from this.
0: Yeah, if those power lines are charged, right? And the truck is actually being a conductor for electricity and you get out, you're getting elect- electrocuted, you know. So I hate to say it, but our driver got out of the truck. Somebody from the power company saw him and said, hey, get away from the truck. And he actually ended up getting back in the truck, you know. So double double jeopardy right there. I mean, he got really lucky. So what are some things we could do to
5: avoid getting into power
0: lines, Dustin? Just
5: be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. When I'm pulling onto a job site, of course, they want you to walk it first. I always walk a job site before I dump somewhere. The first thing I do is I look up, make sure there's no power lines. And even if you have somebody with you in another truck, mm-hmm. they can say, hey, you know you have power lines above you. or
0: Right. Watch just, each other six.
5: Hey,
1: one thing you want to be careful of, too, is the power can jump. Mm-hmm. It can travel through the air because your truck is... Ground, ground. Run. yeah, yep, and so you could be—I don't know—I'm making this up, but let's say ten feet away from the power line mm-hmm. might still be close enough to make that power jump to your. truck. We've
2: seen it jump five feet for sure, dude. right? I mean, physically seen it. A Paul's truck—I yeah. was there, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We're like, oh,
1: we're safe. We're we're five feet away from that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
2: no, nope, didn't didn't fly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Another thing you need to pay attention to is you need less room. Let's see if I'm saying this right. When you're putting your trailer in there, you may be good. But after you dump, what happens to your truck and trailer? It moves forward. forward. So you got to keep in mind that you need more space than to just put your trailer up. You got to be able to get it down and out of the way as well.
5: Exactly. That used to be the case at Arco Concrete, too, with Mm -hmm. the power lines that ran across there. You had to make sure that you dumped in the bin and only moved forward a little bit because you're going to bring your trailer down on their power lines Mm. or their telephone lines. Right.
0: Or any structure. I mean, yeah. whatever the case may be, just because you yeah. got it up doesn't mean you can get it down. I've
5: seen guys have to shovel from behind their trailers in salt sheds ah. because they can't get out. Ah. Yeah. Can't get through back through the door, right, Yeah, Justin? Right, right. Yeah. Can't get their trailer yeah. back down. Yeah, that's on our list, dumping in salt sheds, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had years ago and then didn't think about it when I, I pulled back out, but it was just a, a telephone line but pulled into a job site, barely cleared the lines going in. We, we caught him. We looked at him, but after I dumped— the truck was higher, and I didn't check the lines, and I drove back out, and you hear the you heard the wire ting on the stacks and pop over the stacks wow. and go out, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I just lucked out, you know, didn't tear that down, but never thought about it coming back out that I was, you know, four inches higher than when I went in, and yeah, you, you just you can't mess with that stuff. You got to be aware of everything. Yeah,
2: and for those of you that don't understand that, that was in a spring ride truck and trailer not an air ride like we have today so in theory we should be the same height loaded as empty with all the equipment we have now
5: but still could bounce more could whatever yeah yeah, you're just you're just lighter yeah Yeah,
3: you're not could be anything yeah
5: so if you do hit power lines and you stay in the cab of your truck they just say to sit there and don't touch anything exactly Exactly. I yeah.
3: you know, I don't I don't know about touching anything. I just know stay in your truck. Yeah. You know, I mean as far as calling somebody on the radio or you know, do, using that stuff, but sometimes we've we've had cases where it's bad enough I don't know if the radio and the other stuff works. I mean, we had a really a really serious case several years ago where the truck burnt right where it sat and, and uh, you know, to start with the problem, we've talked about it on the podcast. He didn't have his company radio on, didn't have a CB on on site. Everybody yelled at him that his trailer was in the air and he didn't, you know, didn't hear that. He did jump out of the truck, but he was scared because the electricity got so bad and it was so long and didn't pop the breaker is the truck lit on fire because the electricity started to burn the tires. And so he did jump and, and luckily he lived. But, you know, Dave called me. I wasn't on, on site yet. Dave called me and when I got up there and, you know, to this day, it's kind of like the truck where the electricity jumped. We actually seen it. We were there. You can't believe it, but on this one, because the breakers, you know, or the transformer didn't pop, the electricity was dancing on the ground, Dustin. Oh,
2: I mean, wow! Around in a
1: blue light.
3: Yeah, you could see the blue light. Wow. You know, dance around the truck, going to the tires and back, and you're just in, you know, he, shit smoking and yeah. you hit a
1: high
2: voltage line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a transmission line from one side <laughs> of. of Highway 36 mm-hmm. to the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah only
1: about 50 yards away from a transformer station. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. was
3: there was some juice. Yeah, You know and then the, and then the fire department shows up, they can't put the truck out cuz you can't spray water on electricity.
1: <laughs> Just water <Yeah>. conducts electricity. <laughs>
3: right. So, yeah, it was it was it was not good.
1: I mean, then,
2: picture one of our aluminum wheels melted to a puddle of solder. Yeah. That's
1: what happened. We were uh, coming down Highway 128, Doogie and I, and uh, we heard the tires explode. Because we were, everybody was on the radio. We knew what was going on at that point. We weren't close enough to see it, and uh, it sounded like bombs going off. the The tires were just exploding, and it was so loud.
3: Yeah, I mean, another one, Super Dave. We had you know Kip call in years ago and goes on the company radio, "Hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on." He said. My, my, my front tire just blew out. It blew out and knocked the emblem off the hood. I got out and looked, and I got back in. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, are you in a power line? You know, right on the come." Oh, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even know. You know, and tires, like you said, Super Dave, were blowing out around them. And if, if they don't blow out, they make a, a burnt patch right in the bottom where they contact the ground, yeah. and it's just like a burnt, and then they leak they'll leak air out and go flat so we've we've been on site and replaced you know 10 of the 18 tires mm-hmm. sometimes and
1: yeah you know,
2: we haven't been able to take enough tires up we just put like if it's duels, we just put outsides on and yeah. come home just to get here to the yard yeah
1: yeah what blew me away is i drove the low boy up to fetch that truck under the high voltage lines the next day you guys were there you remember the ground was still hot yes yeah. i remember oh, that oh, yeah 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 it, it was yeah.
0: that's crazy yeah you know what's crazy is we're able to talk about it on this podcast, and we didn't lose a life last week.
3: Right. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: How bad would that suck? We oh, we
3: talk about just, a lot of instances where yeah. we probably should have lost a life, Jen. Yeah, and I mean, it's just so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, scary.
2: Yeah, Dustin may remember this more just from the industry you come from, Dustin, but when they were redoing two and a quarter right here just south of I-70, and they had a paving crew out one night paving – on I seventy, and they hit the the pump truck, hit power lines, and that's the main transmission line again, feeding the west side of Aurora to the east side, and it actually it actually just disintegrated the pump truck operator. He just mm. he exploded. Right. There was nothing there like there was just splatter left of him. It killed the mixer driver. It killed the paver driver. I mean, it killed. I want to say like four people and then wounded like three others Terrible. and after that that's the reason those lines have the orange ball on them where it goes across the interstate there so you know it it took a horrific accident for something like that to be marked but again how many people were on that site and it was at night so even more you know we're not out at these places at night when all of our incidences have happened so you know we're still back to that person doing that job and we just can't talk about it enough, we can't think about it enough, you can't pay attention to it about it enough. I would almost tell you everyone Jim also has been letting the trailer down, mm-hmm. or pulling forward. Mhm. Where we raised up, we looked it was clear. Yeah. You know, and the wire was literally above the cab where when you're looking out the back window, you didn't see it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's always the hiccup. Yes, you know? it is. It's almost as though when we get to a job site, it should be protocol to you back up to where you're going to dump, and you get out and walk away and look back at the truck.
0: Get out and look. <laughs> come on. Man.
2: Well, this is in it. This is from a different perspective, though, Jim. No, I you get know, it. you're not getting back and looking at where we're going to dump, Still where the material is going to lay. You have to get out and walk away from the truck and look back at it, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of a new perspective. We haven't haven't ever discussed that or talked about that. You know, I don't know whether anybody's noticed, but about a year and a half ago, all the uh, I think was it Brandon Jim or did did Ready Mix start doing it on the cones on their pickups? Yeah, was I think I think th- that's I think it where was they Brandon.
3: Drew, yeah, well, I think they got it from Ready Mix though, corporate, and then Brandon adopted. So, so it. So it was
2: before the before Brandon bought them. Yeah, I think I so. I okay. think I
3: remember them having them on their
2: pickups. Either way, they they took they had several they had a handful of incidents where like their QC guys and some other people showed up on job sites finished what they were doing at the job site, and then just hopped in the pickup and drove off. Well, they immediately just drove right into something because they forgot when they parked it was there. So now they've started a procedure. They take these, they're tiny, they're like coffee cup size orange cones, but they put them on the passenger side of their hood by the windshield. So no matter what, you can't drive, you get in that pickup and you're like, I got to grab the cone. You have to walk around the front of that pickup and grab that cone off and get back in and go. Yeah, so it. I mean, they. It's foolproof unless you didn't get out and get that cone, which I think you get fired if you don't. Right, get the
5: cone. right, because yeah. that's an aha moment. Like, aha, uh-huh, I screwed up. Uh-huh. You even see them on their like uh, corporate vehicles. Like, yes, yeah. There is a lot not of the, the work trucks.
3: Yeah, Theron, the other day, when we, he was just at the corporate office, and I mean, he's parked beside another car, like you do at any shopping center, and he had his cone out.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny, Dustin, because wow. he he was backed in to a parking spot in the parking lot. Right? Like you walk out to the front of the vehicle to drive away, yep. and he still put the cone out. So that's, I thought it was pretty cool, yep. you know?
1: They do that in the oil field as well. They have yep. cones, but they're on the ground. Yeah. And uh, I remember once I was at King Supers, and my wife is always telling me, just pull through, <sighs> right? When you're in a parking spot and there's oh, an empty yeah. spot in front of you. One time, this was a long time ago. Yeah, guess what? I ran right into a shopping cart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I don't like pulling through. Yeah. I I'll agree. back up. It's so
2: funny. Sorry to interrupt you, Dustin. (laughs) We were just at Costco last weekend and uh, where I parked my wife's car. It's cool enough. It's got a camera on the front and it was, there were just vehicles waiting. We were at the end of a row and there were vehicles waiting to, to come out and it was just busy. But in front of me, there was an empty spot. A car had just left. And I'm like, well, I can drive forward. And I started to go and I'm like, "Ah, let me look at the camera right quick just to be sure there's nothing there, you know? And I thought that was cool to be able to look at
5: that and drive. But I'm with you. I don't ever do that, Dave. You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of taboo. You don't do it, right? I was going to say, even the mechanics trucks, when they get out and put their wheel chocks on, they do it on the passenger side. Mm. So they have to walk around. Yeah, yeah, you're walking around. around. Yep. Yeah. Smart
1: you know even when you're just getting out of your truck to go get lunch at Seven Eleven, walk around your truck you know yeah. just don't run right out and jump in that driver door you know right. take a walk around the truck listen yeah. yeah you know listen for air leaks check your tires you know looking for any leaks on the ground i mean
5: that's even after sweeping off your gate yep absolutely walk Dustin. around your truck yep. yeah i'm
2: all for walk down one side sweep off the <clears throat> gate walk up the other side yeah absolutely give Smart. it a look and a listen smart touch taste smell (laughs)
0: i'm sorry super dave you were talking about jackie told you was she in the truck with you when she told you to pull yeah yeah
1: you know just like what you said though dave you park somewhere and you forget i don't know if there was a parking or excuse me a shopping cart there when we got out i never really looked you know but she's sitting there in the passenger seat just drive through and i'm like Okay, boom. (laughs) You
0: you were telling me that, and Jr. told me this joke the other day. I hope I don't mess it up, but he's like, yeah, my girlfriend told me to get in touch with my feminine side, so I went out in the car, crashed, and I didn't talk to her for a week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of laugh. Have you guys seen any of the TikTok videos where – you know the guy is always upset because he lets his girlfriend borrow the car and she curbs the wheels and opens the door into something Uh and the next little clip he goes out there with her i'm making it up like her versace shoes and they're in the street and he's just grinding them up and down the curb and she's (laughs) like okay okay and then the next scene shows her in a car and she's parked like three feet away (laughs) from the curb (laughs) because he he made his point like don't park my car near the curb you Uh know i like that yeah yeah good stuff
0: all right, we got we got quite the list of things to go over. It was an easy outline to write because we had a lot of things happening. So, uh, Jr. caught me on my way up the stairs. He asked me to talk about drivers entering their ticket info. You got to do that when you are parked, right? You can't pull off from your from dumping and start
2: filling out your axon as you're driving away. Was that distracted driving? That is distracted driving. <laughs> so, <laughs> good point. I, I just have to sit there and go, "What the? F- are you thinking?" Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: I mean, it may just... I'm not not minimizing it. It's not like they're out on I-70 doing it, but (laughs) they're pulling away from the job site doing it,
2: and that's
0: distracted driving.
2: We probably have as many accidents off the highway as we do on the highway.
0: Just as a reminder, this isn't a threat, but we had a guy distracted driving in Morton run into the sand pile and get stuck, and that was his his last day, so don't do it. Uh, Tire issues... Brother Dave, you want to talk about this one? What'd you say? Tire shoes? Tire your shoes. Tire shoes. Issues. (laughs)
2: Tire
5: issues. Tire
2: issues. Tire (laughs) your shoes. Oh my gosh. Otherwise you'll trip. Yeah. I don't have any idea. I don't have that on my outline. (laughs) Sure you do. Yeah. Where do you start on tire
3: issues?
0: I actually skip checking your tailgate but let's talk about tying your shoes first
3: <laughs> well maybe maybe when you're tying your shoes you, you can check bump your, your tires. tires and look at your gear. yeah yeah
2: i just ran into somebody a couple of weeks ago and we were talking and he said he kicked his tires and i'm like you what well when i was kicking my tire and i'm like i gotta stop you right there you're not really <laughs> kicking your tires right well no bumping them and i'm like with what and he, a hammer. My, my, my shoe. And my I'm my like, yeah, my right? Foot. right, t- right. <laughs> Yeah, it still made me wonder whether he was truly kicking the tires or not. Kicking I it. Just...
0: I'm bumping it with my foot cast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> kicking it one-legged. <laughs> hey, so tire issues. What I just did the math on that here a while back. How many tires are we running? Like 1,500 tires or something like that? Oh, man, you're going to make me do it. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, the tire issues are just... They're avoidable. They're like accidents, but you have to be focused. You have to be engaged. We talk about that post trip all the time. You know, Monday morning we showed up here and what did the shop fix? Five flat tires jam? Four or five for sure. So, Chris England, with his expert of six years worth of knowledge, was stuck having to repair six flat tires Monday morning. One was a bulge in a tire that was seen in the dark in the morning, right? Well, that should have easily been seen in the daylight when we parked at night. Much much better to do the stuff at night because, again, we go over it. How many mechanics do we have at night and how many mechanics do we have in the morning? We are super minimal staffed in the morning because we shouldn't have that many issues because everything is repaired at night when we're fully staffed. Uh, Another one, I think two more were nails that were leaking. One was completely off of the bead. We talk about this all the time. When it's completely off of the bead, you clearly didn't check it when you came in the night before. The old rookie ring. uh Uh-huh. Well, it didn't have rookie rings, Dustin, but you know as well as I, it was completely low. You know? Yeah. Easy to bump and check. So we're back to the, you know, I joke about it on here, but the Bill Belichick, one of his most famous quotes is, just do your job. And it's super easy. Again, we've given you the tools, but you have to have the mindset. You know, you guys mentioned Jose Barraza you know, being an independent owner-operator and Jam, you said, you know, he treats that truck like he still is. That's how he's successful. He's very successful here, but that's because he's proactive. He's checking that truck. I don't know how many people we see just park and walk away and what are you looking at? Right? They, they didn't teach you that when you got your license. We didn't teach you that when you got here. If you're going to be successful in anything, you have to be prepared. You have to do that. Right? So you need to look at those tires as you're walking past them. You need to listen for air leaks. You know, when, when we have someone that brings a tire in and it has a bolt and it is 100% flat, zero air in the morning, but it was parked like that 12 hours ago, that's just inexcusable to me. You, you did zero of your job, zero. And it, it is frustrating. Post trip,
1: post trip, post trip. Right? How do you spell that, Dave? <laughs> post True. Keep <laughs> in mind on the too. Spot
0: like that. Keep in mind too. If you leave the, if you leave the yard late because you didn't do a good post trip and you got a tire off to be the next day, I mean that's that's your attendance bump. That's that's your month of PTO. I yeah, mean, there is ramifications for not doing a good post trip and leaving late because of it.
2: And we have been extremely Lenin. lenient yeah. on that. Extremely lenient. Matter of fact, so lenient we. I, I, It could be time just we need to bring out the Kraken whips and get things whipped
5: back in shape. You know what I mean?
0: They're back in shape.
5: Good. You know, I did that one time six years ago. Didn't do a a post trip. I had a wheel off the the bead and a tire off the bead, Uh and... Jim had to fix my tire in the morning, and <laughs> I
3: felt so stupid. <laughs> That's how you know about a rookie ring. Though. <laughs> That's how I knew about a rookie ring. And we're not talking on the outside of the tire, right, nope, Dustin? It was we're on talking the duels. about the, the inside of the, the tire. Duels. Yep. yep. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's just, it's usually obvious on that it wasn't checked. Yep. Because it's, the tire
5: tells the truth, you know, of what happened to it. That was was your first question, too. Did you check in? I was all, nope, man. (laughs) Good (laughs) answer, though,
2: Dustin. It would have been so much worse to be like, absolutely, I bumped it. It was fine. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't want to say all the time we get that story. But obviously, we've gotten that story. And you're like... Well, then, dude, how does it have a rookie ring between the two duels? Because it was flopping around when you drove in and parked, yeah, rubbing yeah, the other yeah, tire. Yeah.
3: It didn't create that ring from there to here. Uh-huh, from not the, from, from the, the red the, lot to yeah, the shop. Yeah. 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 So,
1: so
2: and guess what? You were loaded at some point because the other tire was <laughs> <yeah>. squishing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So explain this. So explain why if you come in in the morning and you have a tire off the bead, that didn't happen overnight. Explain why that's not possible. Because
2: you can't lose 100 pounds of air in 10 hours unless it's an extremely bad leak. Right.
3: Yeah, and the other thing is anybody that's in, this is most of the time, I mean, some of the Michelins are a little bit softer sidewall, but if anybody's watched Chris or anybody fixed a tire, okay, (laughs) you beat the tire off the rim. You have to break the bead from the the tire to the rim with a hammer. Okay, How that bead got broken before is you drove it that way with it being flat, and the tire under pressure broke off the bead. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's part of how we know, hey, you came in, and the tire was already flat. It was already off the bead. Off the bead. You know,
2: something I want to mention on that is I heard a call in on the radio last week, I think it was, and the driver said uh, his uh, self-inflation light was blinking, but it wasn't blinking fast. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you're making me laugh <laughs> it wasn't a joke it really happened that's, you know?
3: that's and, exactly the same thing that happened at that rave party It was at with the strobe lights uh, they're not blinking fast <laughs> so
0: does so that mean it just has a slowly if it's that was what slowly? the driver
3: thought ah.
2: he said it's barely blinking and you know Chris immediately straightened him out on the radio like that's never going to change that's yeah. the information that's telling you that there's a tire low back there you need to stop get out and find which one it is. It's not going to blink slow if it's a slow leak right. or fast if it's a, a fast leak, you know. And you know, those are just the things. Again, we've tried to come up with every tool so all the trailers that have single wheels on them, which are almost all, well, 100% of our end dumps except one, and then the rock trailers have duals so they don't have self-inflation systems, but the self-inflation systems, we've come up with this badass strobe light. Instead of just a solid light, to warn you instead that of a
3: condescent light, yeah,
2: it's like a little person standing back there going, "Something's ah, wrong." It help was, me. A, it help was me. a game changer, and help we me. moved
1: it from the side of the trailer to the front of the fender, yeah. So it's actually yeah. facing you, right? So, so again, we've we've bought and paid for all the
2: tools we can come up with. You know those self inflation systems? They're fifteen hundred dollars, right? We don't have to put them on every trailer. Do the math on that, Jim. One
3: hundred fifty grand,
2: mm. exactly,
3: <laughs> exactly,
2: to warn a driver, yep.
3: right? But can't check their tires or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. why did we do that? Yep, (laughs) yep. And the thing is, we probably haven't talked about it in a long time. I I know JR hasn't been doing a class after the orientation because we've been so busy. But does all our drivers know how to check the system to see if it's working? Right, exactly. I mean, when's the last time we've talked about that, you guys?
2: You know, and here again, all the trucks pre-COVID that we had bought all have the TPMS system on them. The tire pressure monitoring system. Well, all the last trucks that we've bought, some got it, some didn't cuz that's all that was available. Wow. So we have a we have a barrage of, you know, a year from now, Jim and I can't stand there and go, "Why didn't you look at your tires? That truck's got a TPMS system." Well, it may not.
1: Right. Hmm. Right? It I may don't... or
2: may not. I can't even stand here and tell you now, right? Cuz it's just
1: yeah, I can't we believe t- that they don't have the parts to put that on. Well, Dave, you know, these five just-
2: Pete's sitting here don't have blind spotter, but they have all the bracket and wiring for it. I saw that, yeah. So, I mean, we're everybody's just muddling through it right now, you know. Right. But anyway, tires—they're just—they're—I don't know where they rank in our costs, Jim. We'd have to sit down and do the math on that, but. He My went over goodness that at the Christmas party, weren't you listening? Well, what we spent on them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many though were at fault, Dave? How many were ruined?
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
2: How many were like an avoidable accident, right? Mm-hmm. We just drugged three of them that sat there at the door for three weeks. You know, we just drug three virtually they were <laughs> 85 or 90 percent new tires. Yeah,
1: Dan Hawk, he's just moving into a new truck out of this yard today. He came over today, and you know. A lot of the guys don't get over here much from the yard twenty three, and he looked at that tire and he said, "Oh my God, who did that?" <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: right, yeah. Because where are we at, Dave? For am I making it up? Are we almost two hundred thousand miles on a trailer tire? Absolutely on the lift axle. If if we're running them back and forth, right? Absolutely. One's off the ground. <laughs> yes. So the 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 question, like you're you're getting at what we spent and how many is damaged, is how, how many miles a year do you run, Dustin? What do you think? We're um, we're at
5: Probably like eighty thousand.
3: Eighty to a hundred. Eighty right? to a hundred, right? yeah. Right. So two years if you're hooked to the same trailer, you should easily have the same trailer tires for two yeah. years
2: mm-hmm.
3: if the if they were new.
2: I mean, we could probably just back up and go, okay, how many trailer tires have we ruined at gravel pits? Between fries and the dairies and you know what I mean? Just the the gravel pits. You yeah. know, knock on wood, we've been doing pretty good at Morton. I shouldn't even say anything anymore. They've I wonder if they built a dirt berm oh my, or something that oh we my have God, to drive I over to get straight. I know it. I can't I can't. I mean how many times did we James. not
3: get straight to get on the scale? God. Right? At Morton. Holy right. moly. Yeah. You know what happens though when because I, I know we kind of skipped over it, when you have a bad tire issue, your tailgate pops open. Right? <laughs> <I mean.
4: laughs>
2: had that happen <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably just ruined so many <laughs> everybody
3: my tailgate popped open because i had a flat tire oh, i could yeah. <laughs> we just
5: hear that yeah
3: so
0: speaking of tailgates so why would we even have to mention to check your tailgates because
5: it's that time of season
0: we go through it we go through it where somebody and check the tailgate and then we got you know i don't know 10 tons of material on the ground under the can yeah you know that's uh that's a big deal
3: so, or breaking 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 windshields with just a regular load, right? Rock, sand, yep. whatever jam, yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. it's not just checking your tailgate of cores, but definitely check your tailgate before you start loading under cores because if there's a mess over there, it's a lot to get mobilized and cleaned up if there's more than, you know, a couple shovels full on the ground, which there's gonna be more than that. So <clears throat> especially if you're swapping trailers, if you're a weekend driver, if you're preloading trucks, if you're just grabbing multiple trailers you got to pre-trip every single one of those or at least make sure the tailgate shut otherwise we run into big problems
2: make sure the airbags are inflated make sure the airbags are inflated
0: yeah. thank you yes
3: yeah i think some of that i i don't know i guess i'd have to check on a couple of trucks but i i had a couple of trucks go by the the building this morning leaving and upstairs it is just so loud you guys because you hear the engine fan on you know First thing in the morning. Did
2: you look at the Freightliner that left the yard this morning?
3: Was it a Freightliner, Dave? Because it was just so loud. Oh, it was and, incredibly loud. And I know the Freightliners run the fan. Until uh, they're full of air. Right. Right. And I'm, and, and that's the reason I'm, I'm saying check it. Like, do the Kenworths do that too? Because it leads me back that the truck wasn't full of air. Right. So the airbags couldn't have been working right. The tailgate couldn't be working right. You're... you're Tire inflation system couldn't be yeah, working, right? Yeah, the whole right? system they, just they,
2: isn't functioning properly. Right? You're, you're, it isn't functioning the way it was designed. We're yeah, forcing our way through it. Yeah,
3: you've punched the button and, and left. And yeah. it just, God, there's I, nothing. I walked out
2: the door. It was a D- Freightliner D- leap because I'm like, oh, my God. That was dead. it loud or it what? It yeah, like, It's funny oh you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, uh, Jim?
3: This is good. It's back to that touch, taste, smell, you know, listen kind of thing. Because I I was thinking when we were talking about tires, you know how many times I've, I've, you know, when you're talking about bumping the tires or kicking them, you know what I mean? But – I've rubbed my hand over a tire. Yeah. I don't know how many times and and it may not be feeling for a leak or whatever, but you might not see something on the sidewall on yeah. the inside or whatever, and yeah. you can you can feel that, and it's all it's all about checking things out. Yeah. I
5: don't know if this is an old school thing, but every time I would get out of my truck and walk to the back to sweep off, I'd always touch my tires to see how hot they were.
3: Yeah, right. yeah, you can pick one out low sometimes, yeah. too, yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many so many traits i you know i when you talk about super dave you mentioned about looking for leaks and stuff i mean how many times in the summer do you see that puddle underneath your truck and you're like "Ah, oh, shit what the hell is that oh it's the air conditioner right. you know and because it, it worries you if you're paying attention especially if you own a jeep <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> jim i know you're laughing because both jim and i are talking about something we heard Right, and we weren't together at that moment. Right, right? Yeah. he's upstairs listening to it. I'm downstairs. We look right. Right. You've heard the story about the marker post out in Keensburg. Yes. Like 25 years ago. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Before you, a mobile phone. Before we knew. Yeah. You, you yeah. Can, so,
2: so Jim was working it. days, and I was I was shop. I was the mecha- I, I was the mechanic. Right. Working nights, and we had this driver come in, and we had our Ford LTL nine thousands, and he had about a, a phone size chunk missing out of his right front fender and they're fiberglass hoods man that's it's thousands of dollars of damage right and i'm like jeff what happened to your hood what 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 i had this green owl or i had this owl come out and hit the hood it had to be from the owl and i'm like what you had an owl hit the hood and it did it tore up the fiberglass yeah yeah and i'm like whatever you know and there's nothing to argue at that point right you're like Okay, uh, he told me a bird caused that damage. It had to be a bird. Can't so. check the camera. <laughs> so, like, you yeah, know, you start investigating it, and you're talking about it, and you're hearing things, and other drivers are talking, and pretty soon you hear that driver missed his exit on I-76 at the Keensburg exit because we were going out and actually loading coal in Keensburg and delivering it to Coors at that time, right? And I'm like, he missed the exit, so he had to back up off the exit? And the other driver was like, yeah, uh, a.k.a. Doogie, Jim Smith, Thanks for that info. I'll never forget that, Doogie. So anyway, Jim's like, yeah, he missed his exit. Had to back up. And I'm like, so I go out and I look at that mark in the fender and it's got green on it. Ah. And I'm like, no freaking way. uh, uh, So now he's telling me it's a green owl, right? (laughs) So anyway, Jim finishes the day stuff. He dispatches and, and leaves. And I work whatever we need to do at the shop at night, You know, get all the trucks ready to go. And at that time, it was 10, 12 trucks, whatever it was. So come to find out, I'm like, I'm so pissed off about this hood. I'm like, I know he hit one of the delineators next to the deal, next to the highway out there backing up, I guarantee
3: you. But you you can't figure out, the thing is about that, just to fill that in, is you can't figure out how that delineator, how that post did that. Exactly. That's the thing that's so bothersome about the way it looks. Right, right. So
2: anyway, it's like, I don't know, one or two in the morning, I get off work and I'm like, I'm headed to Keensburg, man. There's just one way to solve this. We didn't have cameras, right? Not 25 years ago. Drive out there, and I drive just past the exit. Sure enough, there's this marker post that's a little bent, and it's right where they have an asphalt curb at the end to retain the water instead of just running off. So on the other side of that, it was a pretty tall lip. It was like an 8- or 10-inch lip that you would fall off of if the steer tire Sure enough, you can see the tracks, man. This guy's backing up, and he's backing up like a snake. He couldn't back up straight to save his life. And put that right steer tire, it fell off right on top of that marker post, Mm. took the whole chunk out of the fender. I mean, you had to hear it. You had to feel it. You had to know what happened. The fiberglass is still laying on the ground, right? So I'm all excited. I come to work the next day, and I don't know. I don't show up till 10, 11, whatever my start time was, right, for the shop stuff. And I get there, and I'm like, Jim! I figured out what happened to that fender on Jeff's truck. And he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it turns out when Jim left here, he drove out <laughs> on his own, figured it out. <clears throat> you know, again, before cell phones, right? So I drive out six hours later, or eight hours later, find out. And yeah, it just, I don't know. It's just sad the things you you run into or that we've been told. or
0: Yeah, and I was laughing because of your back and forth because it's like, you're not twins, but it's like it's like <laughs> twinning. You know what I mean? It's like so twinsies now, or something. <laughs> like Twinning, yeah. yeah that is it's funny. It's because you
3: got you. You know, you you want to trust also, but you want to educate because we're not trying to make a liar out of the person, but you got to educate because he should have heard it, right, Dave? You you mentioned all that, but you know we shouldn't be backing up down the highway. <laughs> Go down to the next exit, turn around, do it. Do it safe. It's it's right. all the things that could happen. You know, I I was laughing, too, because that same hall, we called Doogie, you know, Jim Smith, and uh, one of those guys, I think it was the same guy, was, it was. <laughs> was having trouble with the clutch. And, you know, out of all the guys that are out there, you know, you just can't run to Keensburg that quick. We're like, hey, Doogie, just will you look at it, see if you can figure out what's wrong with the clutch. And he, he calls us back on the phone. He's like, well, the transmission's cut in half, or the bell housing's cut in half. Oh. And we're like, no, Jim. You know, c- come on, look at... No, he said, I'm telling you guys, the tra- the bell housing is cut in half. It's it's separated from the truck. And again, we're like, no, Jim, you know, like, look again, you know. You and this is before this- cell phones, Yeah, right? before Can, cell phones. Can't, can't no text pictures. us a picture. Right? Yeah, nothing. And we're like, you know, basically, oh, bullshit, you know. So we load up and we go out there or we brought the truck in or however it was. But how it worked out was he was exactly right. But if you've ever looked at a truck clutch... It's got fingers on it. One of the fingers broke off and was pinched between the pressure plate and sat there and sawed the bell housing spinning around in a circle at however many Making RPMs. this
2: awful sound, yeah. and that
3: same driver was just
2: sitting there letting the truck run yeah. instead of shutting it off. He
3: just he just kept driving it. Yeah, it, 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 He drove it all the way out there making the noise. Yeah, we, but we it, had to go
2: pick it up with the low boy.
3: Yeah, it so. literally sawed the bell housing on the transmission in half. Yeah. Jim was exactly right.
5: Yeah. Was that but, his last chance? Absolutely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> yeah, we won't go into the rest of that. I'm not going to talk we about We won't
3: that we hired him back
5: several yeah. years later?
3: Yeah. yeah. Trying to be
2: nice guys? Yeah. I, hey, I, I just want to do clarify on the tailgates. Uh-huh. You know, we got totally sidetracked there. But when you're looking at that gate, you know, and uh, Dustin said season. Everyone knows this time of year to prop your gate open because of freezing conditions, right? That is the whole reason. So you could go back there and have your gate open. You go to grab a Coors load or, you know, you grabbed someone else's truck that morning or that night. Go to grab a Coors load. You need to be sure that gate was closed before you left. You do your walk around. You just check it, right? I mean, that is the reason right there. So Absolutely.
0: Salt shed deliveries, things to be aware of, power lines. That's one thing. Dumping inside buildings, domes, and doorways. So we kind of covered this when we were talking about the power lines, but you got to make sure you got room to go up with your trailer and to get back at yes. back down and out. So
2: Yeah, I kind of just almost have to say I wouldn't dump inside a dome unless you have a spotter. I mean, I think Smart. that should be a a kind of standard practice. You should yeah. almost have someone from the state or the whatever shed you're at spotting you or whatever. And I'm still reluctant in that because those people aren't, professionals like we are as far as knowing our equipment. Right. You know, so they may not guide you properly or whatnot. You know, they may be telling you pull forward when there's something on your other side that you may hit or whatnot. So there's just, there's a lot to what we do. You know, one one of the calendar picks this year, we all got a kick out of it. And, and kind of argued about it, but it's a one of the trucks, I think it's you, Dustin, it right? It is me. Dumping inside the dome, and there's two giant signs on each side of the entrance yeah. that says, that no funny. dumping in dome. <laughs> you know? and it's like, you know, put should the, we really I put that I did get out? permission to
3: do that, though. Because the, yeah, the state guys ask you, I've been <laughs> yeah, to enough yeah, of them, Dustin. Yeah. They go, it's empty, can you dump inside?
2: Right, but you know? why,
5: why would you think they would have those signs up not to? Because somebody has messed up their dome. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, yeah. Yeah, you look around sure. all them doorways, they're all hit. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure by their trucks too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Somebody's a brought a load or a back or, yeah, a loader or whatever. Yeah, absolutely.
0: absolutely. Casey wanted to mention when you're dumping at roller doing snow removal, do not back into the mud puddle. This increases your chances of getting stuck and creating more work for the heavy equipment. When somebody's got to break away from what they're doing and go pull you out, I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's just time wasted, so. Watch where you're dumping.
3: I think that goes for any place, whether it's roller or not. You know, you mentioned it, <laughs> Dustin, about walking the job site. You know, and and I know, I think Sergio got stuck up at Arcosa where he went around a mud puddle, but it was worse. the The mud was probably worse than the mud puddle. But I, I go around like every mud puddle if I can. I probably take more of a chance getting stuck like that than going through it because I can't stand the water in the rims. You know, just yeah, me it you know, pisses me off on a look. But again, you have to be, you know, are you the first person to drive around the mud puddle and you're going eight feet away from them and out in the soft field or, or what are you doing with that? So it's just, yeah, you guys, no matter what, you got to think about what's going on and, and what if, is what's the next step? 100%.
0: Big Country wanted me to mention, um, driver to driver communication. So and he's, he's specifically talking about being over at Yard 23, picking up salt. So sometimes we're able to drive around the salt bin. Sometimes you got to do a, a U-turn by the fuel aisle and back down into the salt bin. He's asking for more... Commu- oh, it's snowing outside. He's asking for more communication uh, between driver and driver. You know, let him know if there's room back, there, back down there to dump in. Let him know how many trucks are currently in the salt bin, stuff like that. So... Just do a better job communicating, please.
3: Yep, absolute communication. Radio and CB. Company radio. Company radio. Yep. yep. Company radio.
2: This way, everybody can hear what you're talking about. Yep. Company radio. <coughs> Super Dave e- Jam. Even dispatch here could help someone at 23 over there in a the truck. Oh yeah, right. They they know what it looks like over there. Yeah, we got
0: Samsara. We could see how many trucks are over there. We could figure out stuff like that for sure. Super Dave, you had mentioned the uh, automatic automated manual transmissions and the clutches do you want to talk about that Mm -hmm. for a minute
1: yeah people they don't realize it because there's not a clutch pedal but those trucks have clutches in them just like a regular manual truck um so if you're parked somewhere let's say you're at a a sand pile at the gravel pit you don't if you're in a manual you don't sit there with the truck in gear holding the clutch in for 10 minutes right but if you sit there and you're in gear in that automated manual truck, which is what we have, the truck itself is sitting there holding the clutch in. So you wanna go to neutral because you're gonna wear out the clutch. Um, so anytime you're gonna be parked somewhere, and I know on our sheet here, it says at red lights. I mean, if the light is you know 30 seconds long, you can leave it in drive. But if it's gonna be three minutes long, you might wanna put it in neutral.
3: Yeah, I think any place you would sit, Dave, is what we're getting at. Yeah. You you just you have to think about that transmission as a manual transmission, which it is, it's just automated by a computer. How would you drive a manual transmission? Are you gonna like you just said, are you gonna sit there that whole time with the foot? You know, your no, your foot's gonna get tired or or whatever. Yeah, the the truck the (laughs) transmission (laughs) gets tired of holding the clutch in and it's wearing the, the important parts out.
2: absolutely Absolutely. bam jinx (laughs) (laughs) twins tweens
0: twinning. next on the list brother dave fighting with everyone
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at that no i mean you guys are talking about the amts the automated manual transmissions and you know we've talked about it Uh, it was a question who asked that from yard 23 uh not chris beam someone else asked why why aren't we getting trucks repaired or something like that? Why aren't yeah. we getting trucks back? This was a yeah. couple weeks ago. I remember
0: that? I can't remember. I, who Yeah, it was. I can't
2: either. And I, I touched upon it, but so everyone knows, we have three trucks down. The one went down like September 29th. Uh, another one went down in October, and another one went down just after Thanksgiving in November. They all need AMT or uh, I'm sorry, MTMs. Which is a, we've talked about it, a, and we mentioned a mechatronic Something like that. transmission module. And it is the whole shift plate in the top of those transmissions. And there are freaking none available, you guys. And I tell you what, yesterday I spent the time and I wrote some emails to MHC over here, uh, to Rush Truck Centers. I alluded to, you know, basically those three trucks, they're the value of $450,000. And I said, you know, have you guys ever bought a house that costs $450,000 that you can't use? You can't go in. You can't park in the garage. It's useless to you, but you still have to make payments on it. We did. $450,000 that we can't use. So we need those parts. What, What we're really frustrated at is, you know, obviously they say all these people are involved and, oh, we've escalated it to priority and whatnot. And this is where we're really frustrated. They're still making those parts and selling them on new trucks, but we're not getting our old trucks. Right. There's no parts available for the old trucks. And when I say old, they're,
1: they're two years old.
2: old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I, and so I've just, I mean, I have literally become a dickhead to these guys. And I, I've told them, I'm not going to stop. I'm throwing shit bombs, and guess what? You're going to get some shit on you. That's just it in a nutshell. And I guess, you know, it's not just we're here for us. Fighting that, we're here for, for the drivers of those trucks. They've been without those trucks for three months. You know the one. And the thing is where we're really nervous now is they're telling us they're prioritizing those based on on the time the trucks went down. Are you telling me we've had one down for over three months and we're not priority? Right. How many more are down throughout the US? Right. You know, and you know, we even had a big meeting last week. Ken M H C Kenworth here brought in the couple of the head people for the region for PACCAR and for Kenworth. And they, they were like, listen, we've elevated this to a priority status. And I'm like, I don't care. You need to elevate it to above priority. A fixed status. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and this sounds terrible, but when a problem starts, it starts at the bottom and it works its way up, right? I don't think it's getting to the top. Eaton may not be aware of this or you know, PACCAR at the top may not be aware of it and they need to be. And that's the reason I'm just going to keep throwing shit until somebody gets shit on them and they don't like it. And I mean, we just, it's a fight. We continue. It's a grind and it's frustrating. You know, we've been through the whole parts woe here now after COVID for, I, I, I thought it was getting better, but it feels like some days it's getting worse. You know, Mike got to the point where we couldn't get a fan belt for some of the trucks. You know, and it's just, it is ridiculous. So we are fighting, we are battling, we're doing everything in our power, you know, and I I will, I will just keep sending emails and yelling at people. You know, I call both our salesmen, the, we have direct ties. I mean, we, I can physically text or call either of the branch managers. I mean, they're the, you go to MHC or you go to Rush, we're talking to the top guy. They run the whole facility, Mm -hmm. either place, you know, and we're, we're talking to them. I mean, when I sent the email to Rush yesterday, the, the, Guy called me. I mean, he was on the phone 15 minutes after I sent the email going, Dave, I'm going to do everything I can. And I said, well, good, because Rusty Rush, he's a pretty big shot at your place over there at Rush Truck Centers, right? He's like, yeah. And I said, I bet Rusty would be pissed if he had three trucks and there's no one can give us a time frame. No one can give us a time frame when we'll get parts. I said, we can't treat our customers like that. That's just, it is ridiculous and it's frustrating. It's frustrating on all levels. You know, and when I told them, stop producing transmissions for the new trucks or go to the factory and snag some transmissions and get us up and going. Get people throughout the country up and going that are in the same position as us. And they tried to give us some long hubbub about, well, geez, you know, you don't understand those transmissions were bought and paid for six months ago for the factory and i'm like well you don't understand you shut down at the blink of an eye during covid and i said you sure don't bother yourselves when you come to us and go hey you can't get tpms on the trucks because it's not available you can't get the uh, blind spotter because it's not available i bet if you told us you can't get the the amt transmission because it's not available we'd be like okay we still need a truck and we still need a transmission put a manual in it we ran them for 50 years before that we'll take them right we'll keep on trucking is that so you can service your customers that are down throughout the United States? That kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just I I can't express our our concern and our frustration with that. You know, and one of the big things that I've mentioned it before, that MTM was supposed to be a serviceable unit. There are many, many, many components inside of that MTM that are repairable and replaceable. And Eaton has taken 40 of them and rebuilt 40 of them and three worked. Sad. Right? So, I don't know. Yeah, that, that
0: just, even hearing you talk about it, it's pretty frustrating, you know, to be more concerned about making more sales than to.
2: Oh, totally, Jam. It to, makes me, it just yeah, infuriates me. to
0: stand behind your product uh-huh. and make yeah. your product work.
2: I told him, I said, do you know the reputation Eaton is garnering throughout the trucking industry? You know, it's just, no. it's ridiculous. You can sell all you want. If you can't fix them, we don't want them.
0: Yeah. I mean, not to, this, the, the trucks is a much bigger problem, but Paycom, You know, we're four months into it, and now all of a sudden they're saying, well, we need to change the way the way our Colorado sick works. You're telling us four months into it? I just found this out yesterday. It's like it was working before. Make it work again. Right. You told us you could do it. Do it. Right. You know, right now I just feel like they got a shit product. Yeah you know, and it's it's super frustrating.
2: Yeah. So yeah, tough to get through stuff when you're oh, when man. you're told one thing but it's it's in another capacity, right? Yep. So,
0: when I said BD is fighting everyone, what I mean is he's fighting for everyone here <laughs> and fighting with everyone out there to make our trucks work.
2: So, just to clear that up. Yeah, cuz they are great transmissions. I mean, it is a good product. Mm-hmm. They're just having some failures with them, right? There's our, if anybody heard my phone ring, and that's our Kenworth salesman right now That's that's been on the, he's probably listening to the podcast live. He's got some bug in here. He's go, Man, been on it. They're hacking on me. Yeah, he's been busting his ass yeah, it's for us. no I fault of. I mean, he's in, and is a JFW advocate. Yeah, no
0: fault of Rick.
2: So yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I told him, I'm sorry yesterday, but you're going to get some shit on you.
3: <laughs>
0: Start slinging it.
3: Can't stand next to that mud puddle without getting splashed. Right? Wow. Just can't do it. Yeah.
0: Jim, I think this next one was yours.
3: When in doubt, ask us. Is it mine? Yeah, man, I've already forgot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. What are we talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah, just the the whole thing is is just stop and ask. You know, speed kills all the all the different stuff that goes with that, and and you should ask. You know, if the tailgate doesn't close or the tire do- seems low or you know I can't see out of my spot mirror or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Or if you have something going on in your personal life and you don't know what to do or... Exactly. You know, whatever the case may be, you got a team of people here that want to stand behind you and help you. It's easier to help you through something than to try to come back later and do damage control.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, and I, I think when, you know, there's some things that, you know, I guess you're you're right there, Jam, about being personable, personal is that... I don't know. I don't know how we breach that conversation. Try to tr- trust us and right. talk to us yep. no matter what it is, and hopefully we can make the step.
0: Yeah. No matter what you got going on, we've probably seen it before, and we probably can help you.
3: Yeah, so, navigate
2: it, I or guess. Or configure it out. Or configure yeah. it out. Because we've yeah. never seen it all. We never will. Yeah. yeah. Right? We're yeah. faced with we've- New things on a daily basis. We won't be shocked. Let's just say
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> It's easier to figure things out with a team of people than on your own. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. And, yeah. You know, I could keep going on and on about all that. So
3: It's also that, you know, I know you've liked to say it, Jam, that, you know, we're one step away from one decision.
0: One bad decision away from blowing up our entire lives.
3: You know, and, and I guess that's uh, me and Dave has talked about it. I don't know if I've talked about it with you. Jam... I'm not. I'm not one step. I'm probably several steps, but I've but I've built that life. Right. And I guess that's what we're asking. If you're close to that, then let us help you. At least discuss it with us. Because just like you said, more people are better than making that one decision on your own where you can help people.
0: Yeah, Jim. I mean, you, I would say everybody in this room has built that life where... You know, and I'll I'll just be pretty honestly about it for me. I mean, I made a lot of bad decisions in my life and it took me a long time to learn how to make the right decisions, you know, but one bad one, I could be right back where I was, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take a lot. I mean, it's just one bad decision. So I like to practice avoidance. You know, I don't put myself in situations to make bad decisions. I just... I'll stay at home and make a good one. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Call me boring if you want. I've had enough fun for my life, your life, your mom's life, everybody's (laughs) life. Like my,
5: yeah, I've done it all. So,
0: Dustin, you want to talk about the truck rodeo?
5: Sure. Um, As Jam just said, that we will be holding the first annual truck rodeo, and that's uh, scheduled for April first. That's the goal date. First
0: annual 1st. JFW End Up Trucking Rodeo. Yeah, like truck driving rodeo. Yeah, this isn't this isn't like the CMCA truck rodeo. This is right. this is our rodeo. Yeah, and it's who's a who's a group of people that help you put it together.
5: The group of people it's um, Joanne, uh, Troy, Casey, uh, Potter, uh, Jesse, uh, Veronica, and myself.
0: Troy Hunt troy hunt yes Oh, did you say troy yes and then what about uh jr
5: yeah just jr is a big part of it too okay and uh we've all had a couple meetings and uh it's it's been quite an experience getting this stuff uh to prepare to be done on april 1st
3: nice yeah and plan on the plan is to have it at yard 23 yeah because there's enough area and yes. As you're talking about a truck rodeo, some kind of cones set up, some kind of course, backing course. You know, it's it's going to be cultured or cultured. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but for end dump specific, correct. Yes. Yeah.
0: With it being end dump specific, and I had an answer a while ago. I didn't like the answer, but I'm asking again: Is there a dumping portion?
5: No, there is not. <sighs> it would be nice if <laughs> we could do that, but. It would just take way too much time.
3: Do you? <laughs> well, time to, or Dustin, do you let him go, okay, let's see if that guy passes. Nope, trailer fell on the ground. He didn't pass. <laughs> you know That could be a little expensive, Is right? there going
2: to be a backup to a pile without tearing my mud flaps off test? There should be. So you need a loaded trailer for that. Yes. There should be, because we're spending thousands in mud flaps when we shouldn't spend any. <laughs> we paid for
5: them. They came on the trailer. Uh, well, uh, well, tell us more, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> uh, so um, in order to be in this truck rodeo, you have to be here for one year accident-free. Um, and let's see. Uh, the sign-up deadline will be February 10th. Okay. And we would like to see everybody participate. Okay. Uh, well, not everybody. It, I was going to say, it, wait it, a it, minute. Well, yeah, everybody is accident-free. As long, as long as you fall into those guidelines, uh, the one-year accident-free.
0: So, you, at the minimum, you need to be here a year yes.
5: accident-free, or
0: you just have to have your last 12 months
5: accident-free.
0: a guy's here five years. He couldn't have an accident in the last year. Yes. So, by what was the cutoff the deadline date?
5: Uh, February 10th. Okay. So, by if
0: you had an accident between February 10th, 2022 and February 10th, 2023, you can't compete.
5: Yes. Okay. Got it. And we will have sign-up sheets here at the uh, in the driver's room and at Yard 23. Great. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll go over, like, what we're thinking about having. It's a 20 to 25-question test okay. uh, and dump. Um, specific? Yeah, specific. Uh, there will be, like, a, a pre-trip test. Great. Yeah, so we will set up like different scenarios on a truck, and you have to catch the faults of the truck.
0: Ooh, that's good.
5: Yeah, so you'll never know what we'll throw at you. Yeah,
0: just leave a tailgate open. How are you doing?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Tire off the beat. Tire off the beat. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be a driving course, like a skills course. Sweet. It's semantics, but can we call it the pre-slash-post-trip
2: test? Test. Sure. We could do anything. It's
5: semantics, but that may hit someone. And and there will be uh, like prizes, trophies, first, second, and third. Then there will be a trophy for an overall, like top scorer. Uh huh. So
0: are oh, there? Oh, you said prizes.
5: Yeah, like okay. trophies. Okay, sweet. And bragging rights.
0: That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to
5: compete? No, um, the people that are on the board on the board cannot compete. Uh, it's like a conflict of interest.
2: Ah. Uh, So, I'm just curious, and I I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, Dustin. What is the goal of the rodeo? (laughs)
5: Thanks, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The goal would be to, I don't know, show off your skills. Bragging rights? Yeah, bragging rights.
0: Build camaraderie, have a fun event. Yeah.
5: So, we always
2: talk about with the new people, you know, how do we involve them? Right. Is it fair that i've only worked here nine months and i can't compete yep <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs>
0: gotta have a criteria if you're not a safe driver you shouldn't be competing
2: in a rodeo i just said work here nine months not safe so driving. if they're I accident
5: mean, free for nine months hmm. could they still compete i say well, no if they're accident free but i'm making
2: it up have only worked here six months can they compete or
0: guy walks in the door been here three weeks just got out of training but he's a hell of a driver
1: Hey, you hey, remember what, Alex Reza worked what, here about eight, two weeks, and he nailed that backup contest. That's my had. exact
2: point, Dave, and I think mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're uh, not involving everyone, people. and I think the goal should be to involve everyone that could possibly do it. Now, my okay. worry, my next worry about that, Dustin, if we do that, and I'm not, I'm not telling you that's <laughs> what we want done by any means, because it's just your guys's rodeo, but. Uh, would that mean we're going to have a hundred people that we need to test on that day? You know what I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know who all would still want to do it, but I think we need to open our doors and be inclusive to everyone. Not, not really. I almost visualize it penalizing people because they haven't been here a year. Hmm. You know, the accident-free. I, I could kind of. I, I get that. I understand the reasoning with it, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe if they've had an accident, they should compete in this, and we can see. (laughs) That's exactly
3: how I feel. Right? We can
2: see what their issue is or where we could help coach them up to be better because they can't back up, and that's where they had the accident was a backing accident. I'm I'm just making that up, right? Sure. So, I don't know. That's my... That's my two cents worth, Dustin. And I'm not well, I'm not fighting you like yeah. like Jam says I'm fighting
5: everyone.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: but but I, I think we need to be inclusive to every single
1: person here.
5: I think you're fighting for everyone, Dave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Dave, put the spoon down. Well, <laughs> you're stirring the pot. I can't make
5: that decision. I will have to ask everybody bring if they it, yeah. bring it to your board. I'll, yeah, I'll bring it yeah. to my board. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I want to see a perfect pile contest. Ooh. Just the right slope, the right so does you know, this mean lake, that
5: you're willing to do it, too? I'll run the loader.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know as well as I do, you dump that pile, and it's like perfect. You look back on it and say, man, that's a damn good pile. Yep. Yeah.
5: I've even taken pictures of my piles. So and am I. dumps. <laughs> man, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah.
2: What piles? Like my, you talking about? I have right. a 17-year-old boy at home. No, I'm not even no, going no into that. No creases from your
1: tailgate <laughs> going across, right? Yep. Yep. Perfectly smooth. Oh man, that's funny.
3: Yeah, like Dave just said, I, I I don't think that's to put you on the on the spot there, Dustin, or or the board or anything. But and you guys have been handling it. We told you we didn't want to be involved. Not we didn't want to be involved. We wanted you guys <laughs> to take the reins and try sure. to handle it. But I I think that is something that Dave, you know, just brought up that we we discuss that because we're you know, but that's from you know when we talked six months ago, Dustin, about about it to what you guys have done till now, yep. and then we see like like the the blind spot, you know, accidents. We're like, well, maybe we do need a guy that's had accidents in this. So you guys, as the board, can go, oh, that guy can't back up. We should help him out,
5: right? So yep. something to discuss. And yeah. you know, with the state championship rodeo, they do have a blind spot backing uh, part on their driving course. Nice. So th- we plan on putting that in. I'm assuming because Troy and Potter are, are in charge of the course. Hmm. That's what they're, they're coming up with the course, the layout, everything.
0: Hmm. So better be good. Troy's been talking a big game about setting a course up for yeah. four
5: years or however long he's there.
0: So <laughs> it better be the best course ever, Troy. <laughs> I,
2: I do. I mean, we need to caution everybody because that that's a Saturday. I mean, if we had 90 people to volunteer – to, to go participate in this, we still may have to work half a Saturday first. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, there's all these logistics to what we do. And
0: why can't it be on a Sunday?
5: It can be. I mean, we don't have to worry about trucking. I, I didn't come up with April 1st. <laughs> I did. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
0: I'll take the boot. Let's make it harder. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I
2: mean, come on, let's the, the face it. We left for we, work, we work a lot of hours, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know like what I mean? Rodeo. To to I get it. sit there and work all week and throw a 12-hour Sunday in there is yeah. an extremely long week.
0: We are really great about fitting 10 pounds in a 5-pound bucket, so let's do it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, just joking with David yesterday, the CPA, He's he just lost a, an important person to his to his staff and uh, had some family issues and stuff, so he's trying to replace them, and he's struggling finding a CPA to replace this person, you know, and a quality person, and he goes, so... I'm just going to do what I always do. He said, I'm just going to work even harder (laughs) and and try to get through the stuff. And, you know, know, that's no answer, but that's what he has to do. He's coming into tax season. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Busiest season of the year. Right, right? Dave? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, just moving
0: out of the holidays, uh, we had two paid holidays, Christmas and New Year's, and those were both paid holidays. Can anybody guess how much that? The payroll was for those holidays
3: for the for those two days, right, Jim? Yep. Yeah, for those two yeah. days. Yeah. I can guess, but that's
1: because I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be a guess. <laughs> it was. It was. Super well, Dave, do you know? <clears throat> I'm going to pull my calculator out real quick, and oh, I'll tell you in a Best second. Dustin, you want to guess? I don't want to guess. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, we we were guessing yesterday that, but then me and Dave found out how much <laughs> yeah. it was, and like it was like, like fifty
1: thousand oh, dollars. Maybe we for both. For both days, that's pretty close. close you Dave. are pretty close. Yeah, Dave. pretty yeah.
3: close. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So the the Christmas holiday
2: was thirty three thousand, and the New Year's holiday was thirty two thousand that we gave out for mm-hmm. holiday pay. And yeah. my guess so would six, have been sixty. Si- yeah. Si- yeah. <laughs> Zero, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 60, yeah. $65,000 yeah. for those yeah. two paid holidays.
5: And if I remember what, what correctly,
2: paid. Yeah. that's free money. Yeah.
0: I think as far as the people that are eligible, so to be eligible for holiday pay, your benefits would have to have kicked in, right? So, you, right, the first day of the month after you've been here sixty days, you could get holiday pay. Yep. I think there was two, maybe four people company wide that missed it for combined for both holidays. Gotcha. So, pretty much, yeah, we had a pretty good showing before and after yeah. the holiday. And the reason we do that is if you're not here the day before your scheduled day to work unless you have approved paid time off or approved unpaid time off is people just extend their holidays and that doesn't help the
2: house right so yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah we just want to brag on that that yeah. that's that's what we're willing to invest in people and you know sometimes we hear the complaints about uh, you know I didn't get my I didn't get paid for my late load it took me too long or blah 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 and you know those are the things we talk about you have to look at this job as a whole you know and and realize hey I I have six paid holidays here you know right. the 401k, the health benefits. There's a lot of benefits to being here, and the
3: I guess you know PTO days, the paid insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The yeah. Match on the 401k. Yeah, you I know, mean, it does sound like we're bragging, but the award, win. the, yeah. the
0: award-winning culture. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, we've never gotten an award, but we, we we've just never talked about that, Jim. We've right. never
2: put it into a a financial term. You right. know what I mean? Like, <sighs> hey, holy cow! In December, JFW paid sixty-five thousand dollars for holiday pay. Yep. That's my eyebrows raised yep, brand new <laughs> truck yeah exactly yeah
0: yep. cool um i want to promote a fundraiser event that uh, jr and his significant other ellen through her through her nonprofit that she works for there is uh, a fundraiser called an evening of hope and it's a fundraiser to benefit victims of domestic violence it is Friday, February 24th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at La Rumba. okay? There's going to be hors d'oeuvres, music, dance class, a silent auction, and community speakers. So tickets are available. Um, they're $35 for early bird tickets and $50 after January 15th. The easiest way you could probably get a hold of somebody is through JR. Just email or contact JR his email is jr at jfw dot um i think it's for a good cause and i'm thinking about maybe me and my wife need to participate in this yeah, you, you need some awesome. dancing lessons i probably do need some dancing lessons i know how to dance one way and it's not for all songs
2: <laughs> 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 you know it's kind of funny when my wife and i got married that was 28 years ago but you know, we did like the new marriage things, right? We took dance lessons to to sure. you know do the all these country dance things and stuff, and we met a couple in that dance class, and it was kind of funny. They were they were like our go to partners, and what I mean by that is, I don't care who you are during that class. At some point, you get frustrated, right. and pretty soon, you know, you and your spouse or significant other, while they're there, you can just see the tension and and. <laughs> We just automatically got to know this couple. Like, if we had tension, one of them was just coming over, and we switched partners, you know, or vice versa. And to this day, we're wow. great friends. <laughs> Not that way, Jim, but to this day, we're great friends. Nice. You know what I mean? So, twenty-eight years of friendship was built on a learn how to dance class. You know, that's and awesome. It, it, yeah, it was. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, there's some videos. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's like all sorts of DVDs and stuff that you could do at home with your partner but i've seen some of those weddings where the couples actually learn these pretty intricate dances dave and it's pretty wild all right questions from the audience jesse baeza wants to know why we don't have a jfw store where I, people outside of jfw
2: could buy apparel oh i don't know i don't know it just hasn't happened yeah i thought it was going to be for our people you know what i mean but yeah we just give them everything Exactly. I was yeah, going to say, we, we have a store. Yeah, <laughs> They come up and, and... It's free. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. By for the sure. way,
0: one thing that uh, isn't in the notes, but if you have apparel from another trucking company, we don't want you to wear a JFW. Okay, we want you to wear... If you're wearing trucking apparel, we want it to be JFW trucking apparel. That's not to say Kenworth or Peterbilt or something like that. But to sweeten the deal is... You know, if you're wearing a, let's just say, theoretically, a Ralph Martinez hoodie,
3: right? We're going to put, you, <laughs> in <a headlock. laughs> exactly, put you, you in a headlock. Exactly, put you in a headlock. You
0: can come up and throw your Ralph Martinez hoodie away, and we'll give you a JFW hoodie.
1: Absolutely. So if you
0: got apparel from other trucking companies, and we don't want you to wear it, we'll, we'll put our skin in the game and give you new apparel.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, Jambo. I'll have to bring in my Calabrese coat. You should. Get a new coat. Damn, <laughs> down, Dave. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure
2: if you're working at Coors, they don't want a person there with their Budweiser shirt on. Yeah. No, that's right? a rule. When yeah. we yeah. do
1: our, right? our little thing annually over there at Coors. I know it. Right. There's yeah. no competitor's yeah. gear Absolutely.
3: allowed. Yeah, it's yeah. just like we talked the other day. If you're playing for the Broncos, you right. don't show up in a Cowboy jersey. Exactly. Right. You know, it's yeah. Raise same. your bar, do better. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But you can wear, never
2: mind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Uh, let's see. Your tail? Your your uh what do you call, what fins, whatever for your mermaid costume? You can't Oh wear yeah, that. you can wear a
0: mermaid costume. <laughs> yeah, you wanna play dress up and wear some <laughs> some stuff like that, go for it. <laughs> And I, I did clarify, you're allowed to wear gun shirts. so yeah, you know, That was my main concern when this whole thing came up. Something about. with the
1: American flag on Super,
0: it. Super Dave called you, me out. You just were get so to funny. You chair. were just
1: kind of beating around the bush with so
2: that. So let's say a guy likes this gun. Nike apparel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Dave's like, just say, it. you want to wear your gun stuff. Sweet. So safety topic of the week. Just want to make sure I'm not skipping anything here before we move on. Boom. Boom. Safety Topic of the Week. JR actually wrote this, and it's called Be Defendable. This is something that we've brought up before. And he wrote, Jim and BD have mentioned it before on previous podcasts and safety meetings time and time again. Are you defendable? If we got a call from someone that we broke their windshield, yet we're hauling grain, and that person sent a picture of the trailer drip tray full of salt, sand, and other aggregates, can we still defend you and JFW? That we're not at fault for broken windshield. The answer is no. So basically, if somebody calls and said, We broke a windshield, but we're hauling cores all day, we would say, We didn't have any, we weren't hauling rock. But then you got rock stuck in your drip tray from the day before. We're no longer def- defendable. If you got into an accident and the officers or court asked for dash cam footage and found out you were distracted, being it you reaching for something on the floorboards, checking your phone, Looking out your driver's side window across the road slash highway at another accident or event, being distracted, would you be defendable? More than likely not. Point is, we are professional drivers pulling aggregates in an undump, doing an essential job for our communities, mm-hmm. our cities, our state. And we, are we 100% focused on doing the job in its entirety or only partially committed? If you answered the latter, then we have a problem that affects all of JFW. It only takes one person here to mess it up for everyone. Be proud of what we do here at JFW and carry yourself that way on a daily basis. Doing the right thing isn't always easy. In fact, sometimes it's really hard. But just remember that doing the right thing is always right. We mention words like grit and it's necessary to have here at JFW and in our industry as a whole. And then he gave the acronym for GRIT. Give it your all. Redo if necessary. Ignore giving up. Take time to do it right. Baby, you can do it. Take your time
4: <laughs> do <it
2: right>. so. <laughs>
0: Great job, JR. I yeah, love that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, good. Good absolutely. Yeah, I love
1: the way he came up with the acronym for GRIT. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That is awesome. It,
2: I mean, isn't that everything we've talked about here in the podcast, though? <clears throat> yep. You know, doing the post-trip. Checking your tailgate before you leave or load, you know, just all of that stuff. It's, it's the job.
3: It truly, it truly is. You yeah. can't can't get. We've around given
2: it. you the tools. We've asked. We've taught. We've trained. It's up to you to do it. Yep. And it, it sure isn't difficult. <clears throat>
0: it's only as hard as you make it. Right. Yep. Dustin, you want to do uh, the tips and tricks? It's from Ray Ray, but you want to do that, and then.
5: Sure, I guess. Even though it's Ray Ray. And then Super Dave.
0: Got your high road hauling. I'm
5: gonna run out. Uh this tips and tricks is from Ray Ray. If you're if your airline or electrical line is dragging on your catwalk and you don't have time to undo your lines to get them off of your catwalk, unplug one of the lines next to next to it, twist it once or twice to get it off the catwalk, then at the end of the day, fix it correctly.
3: Yeah, I think what he's Talk about don't you use Dustin? Is a lot of the times the bungees when I've tried to fix them are possibly rotten because they've been there on there so long, or they're so tight it takes quite a while. But you can put a coil in like the brake line, just like he said, and at least pull it off the deck. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that with the hydraulic line, but your brake line, your electric cords you can do that with. Yeah, that's a that's a good tip. But the you know the ultimate thing is to fix it correctly by lifting it, tying it to the pogo stick. And getting it off the deck you know and and like we talk so much I, I see people with them dragging on the decks all the time
2: you know you know my thing is he, he, he we have it right in there if you don't have time <laughs> why don't you have time every night
3: yeah yeah i mean he he says it you know at the day to fix it correctly yeah you have the time to fix yeah. it correctly just yeah, get it done absolutely you know well, is it
5: going to take 15 minutes out of your day not even yeah Yep.
1: One thing I always did that <clears throat> is foolproof. I mean, I've never had a, a problem with the line slipping, but use two bungees. One bungee only for the hydraulic line because that is such a big, heavy line. It yeah. needs to be wrapped very tightly. And mm-hmm. then use a second bungee for your airlines in the uh, seven-way plug, right. and the tarp plug. And it, it has always worked. Um, it just, That way, there is no slippage.
5: Yeah. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Absolutely, Dave. And uh, oh, good... Good tip, Ray. Thank you.
5: Always have a backup bungee too.
3: Yeah, a couple bungees. I mean, it right? Could be just as even in the middle of the summer. It could be that you, you know, chaining. You <laughs> yeah. know, you're using that if it's if it's the wintertime, or tie up a mud flap, or you know, pull up a fender, or you know, you just like good good tip to Dustin about having that extra bungee. So, Super Dave, you want to do the high road hauling? <laughs> yeah, for us?
1: I'm ready. Uh, so, uh, I've done a couple high road hollands over the years about integrity but i it was just on my mind and so i thought i'd ask you know everybody listening out there what is integrity integrity means being honest and having strong moral principles a person with integrity behaves ethically and does the right thing even behind closed doors and we always joke about that when you know doing the right thing when nobody else is looking right it's that's integrity. For instance, coming in, excuse me, for instance, informing a cashier that they just gave you too much change. Or you're going back to the store to pay for something you forgot to pay for. Those are two examples integrity of integrity in everyday circumstances. So here are seven traits associated with integrity. Number 1, express gratitude for others. People with integrity recognize that their friends and coworkers and community make their lives better. They show gratitude by always remembering to say a simple thank you when someone helps them out. They might also take the time to write a thoughtful note to a coworker who helped them complete an important project or they may go the extra mile to give their friend a gift when supported, uh, when they've supported them through a difficult time. Number two, communicate honestly and openly. A person with integrity doesn't run away from difficult conversations or situations. No matter the situation, integrity ultimately means your moral principles are more important than your personal comfort. And honesty can be uncomfortable sometimes. Three, take responsibility for your actions, good and bad. If you have integrity, it means you're accountable for your actions, even when you miss the mark. It's easy to take ownership when you do something well. However, integrity really comes into play when you face failure. If you want to live with integrity and grow personally, you must learn to admit when you make a mistake and then choose to learn from it. Four, respect yourself and those around you, no matter where you are. You might not think of boundaries when you think of integrity. However, living in, the, in integrity means living at peace with yourself and your values and relationship boundaries. Whether it's with your coworkers or your family, respect others' boundaries and your own. Five, help those in need without sacrificing your own health. This trait goes hand in hand with respecting yourself and others. People with integrity naturally want to help others, but what separates them from most people is their ability to know their own limits. But they'll always be there to prioritize their own self care fueling themselves so they can stay resilient for years to come. 6. Demonstrate reliability and trustworthiness. Knowing how to build trust is important in all of life, especially when it comes to integrity at work. If you're a member of a team or organization, people count on you to do what you say to do what you say you will. If you don't, there will be consequences not only just for you, but for everyone around you and seven show patience and flexibility even when unexpected obstacles show up people with integrity overcome life's obstacles with resilience for example let's say they lost their job they may feel hopeless or frustrated at first however a person with integrity would eventually see that this challenge is just another opportunity for growth with a bit of patience and flexible expectations they can take positive action do you live with do you live your life with integrity? <clears throat> Think about that for a little bit, you guys. In um, the quote this week, the foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. And that was spoken by Zig Ziglar. Nice. Awesome. Good Good, stuff. good one, Dave, yeah.
0: Good job, Sue. Absolutely. Final thoughts, everybody?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I, I kind of... I don't know. I'm going to attack it a little different. I like to come up with something a little different for the final thought. And, and Super attack Dave. Attack for his
2: final argument.
3: Attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting yeah.
2: with everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, you know, and we talk about how so much of it ties together with your high road hauling. But like you just said, Dave, we, we talk about the same thing, kind of the same. It is. In, in every podcast. Hmm. And I, I came across, in fact, I think it was a, a sermon I, I overheard, but... Basically, <clears throat> do you smell? Just, just <laughs> wanted to know. do you smell? Smell good, right? Right, Jam. And there's there's bad smells and good smells. And if you if you think about good smells, so you got butterflies, you got bumblebees, you got hummingbirds, you know all that that's attracted to good smells or bright colors or or how you how how those things are. But if you smell, you just you just flies, right? You've you've never seen a a bumblebee or a butterfly or a hummingbird on shit. Have you? Nope. You you stink, right? You smell. So let <laughs> let's let's if you've been next to a smelly person, I, you I know, it. or somebody with bad breath,
2: you don't want to be next to that person.
3: Do you, you don't want to be next right. to that. But person. you want to be next to the one that smells good, right? And you and you don't want. You're not attracted, even if you know significant other. You, you you don't want to date in my case a smelly woman or or something like yes, that, right? I, I mean if Holly worse. smelled, I don't, I don't think we would have been together for whatever it is twenty eight years or twenty six years. But I guess that's what I'm I'm leading up to is do you smell while you're doing your job? Do you stink? <laughs> right? Are you are you doing your job or are you just are you are you are you collecting anything are you attracting anything as you're doing your job like a bumblebee or a butterfly or a hummingbird are you collecting the good because i bet if you smell good doing your job you have a lot of good coming to you you're wearing your bright colors you're you're the the customers out there are attracted to you the public is attracted to you co-workers co-workers your other drivers are are attracted to you because you smell good you know, and, and I know I've related it to your smell, but are you doing it the right way so you're attractive?
1: Nice. And that's if you're. If, deep, Jim. Right? You're if, creating quite an analogy there.
3: If, if you're not attractive,
5: you must stink. And,
1: and you're not doing your job well. <laughs> well,
5: <laughs> don't walk around like your shit don't stink. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true, too.
3: That's true, too. Because along those lines, so if you tell somebody to do something. Uh, Dustin, but then you don't do it. Your shit stinks. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's all there is to it. Yep. So I guess I would. What I, what I'm getting to on on my final thoughts is: Do you smell? Just think about it.
2: You know, if it looks like a fish, smells like a fish, and tastes like a fish, usually it's a fish, right, right? Dave? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm wearing
0: my cologne next week.
3: <laughs> 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 just a just a thought. I like
0: it. Who's next?
3: I'll roll up.
2: Let's I got do it. ten powerful work habits for twenty twenty three. What do you guys think of that? I love it. We'll we'll dive in on a couple of them and just braise across some others. So we talk about it all the time. As a matter of fact, you are rewarded because you earn a weekly attendance bonus here if you're timely. And I say you earn it. We don't take it. You earn it, right? So be on so time. So be punctual. Be professional at the workplace. Right? right. Punctual. No one, you know, we've, we've been on enough jobs. If you're waiting for this person to show up or waiting for that person to show up, it's frustrating, right?
0: Do you got to be skilled to be on time?
2: Apparently, some people do, Jan. But no, for the most part, you don't need show any skill time. at all, right? You haven't been trained for that. Someone right. just said, hey, you need to be here at this time. Boom. What's it take to get there? Yeah, totally like agree. It. Yeah. Uh, number two on the list is respect and achieve deadlines. We talk about that here, you know, with your loads and whatnot. Those sure. are deadlines. We got to get those loads. Uh, manage time for a healthy work-life balance. That's part of our PTO program. Getting your days off, paid days off that you've that you've earned from being timely. Yes, right. And the paid holidays that we provide. Love it. Kind of cool, huh? Here's one that that we we don't probably talk about enough or haven't talked about recently. I guess I'll say that. Take criticism well. Ooh. And, you know, that was kind of, I don't know if I'm turning this into the truck rodeo, Dustin, but, you know, taking those people that may not make the criteria and having them attempt it, and, you know, I'm just making it up. Like, they don't get 100 on the backup test, and you can show them, hey, this is the reason why. You could look at that as criticism, or they could look at that as criticism, but you have to have criticism to get better, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's how it works. Perfect so, so. example. Go, go
0: ahead. I hate to jump in, but... We had a problem a problem. We had some short loads up at Cmex 2 days ago. So I called three drivers. One of them didn't take the criticism very well at all.
2: <laughs> right. I heard that conversation. Yeah, I was like, Whoa. That wasn't good
0: at all. And then the next two were like th- their answers were amazing. One was like, "Yeah, I'm aware I'm trying to get closer to this weight." And the other one just said, "Yeah, I, I screwed up." You know, so yep. there you
2: go. Yeah. No, you're, it was a good example, Jim. Yep. Yeah, so number five is ask relevant questions. There's always questions here to our job that our job is unique in the trucking world, right? Not everybody pulls an end dump If you've been in freight for 20 years, we are 100% different or flatbeds or whatever the case may be. So
0: You and Jim are great at asking relevant questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's true. So number six, be organized. Right, Super Dave talks about this. I tease him about being a Boy Scout, but be organized. Have your, be prepared for cold weather if you're going out of town or just on days like today. We all knew we had a chance of snow, which just during this podcast, man, it blew in, hammered
3: us, and it's gone now. Okay. It's it's crazy. So so anyway, so just I don't really want to take away from you, but is a post trip and a pre trip part of being prepared?
2: Oh, 100%, Jim.
3: I mean, that's all that is, is preparing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many snowstorms do you think we've
2: we've plowed now? Four, five. At least, right? Yeah. Safe, safe number to say. So we had to work on one of the sanders, right? We have two sanders, mm-hmm. right? Both of those sanders have grates up top, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've had some problems with the sand freezing and clumping. We can't get the sand out. Do you know how you get the sand out? you take a shovel and you turn it upside down and you just poke the handle through the grate and break up the sand. Well, five storms and no one has a shovel on either of those trucks. That's not prepared. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, why don't we have a shovel? Are these trucks not at the yard? Is there not a shovel available? Do we not have that tool to provide it? I mean... (laughs) It's pretty important. (laughs) So we have the tools, but we need to be organized... And and promote those, those you know, think it forward type situations. So uh, that goes along with communicate effectively. If you're going to be in one of those trucks and you know you need a shovel, maybe you should ask. You know, Dan Hawk, kudos to Dan. He came in. He's in a brand new truck this morning. Hey, I don't have a shovel. There's nothing on it. What would you like me to do? Right, Dave? Mm-hmm. He was prepared. Good job, Dan Hawk. Good well, to have you back here. At welcome the back. Too, yeah. 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 Welcome back, Mr. Kata. Mm-hmm.
0: I just put it together. <laughs> why, why I saw him this morning. Excellent.
2: This one I love. Take initiatives and learn a skill proactively. Mm. God, I just love that. And, and there's some definitions or descriptions under each of these. And it says, if, you do, if all you do is sit and admire productive people, you won't taste success. To do good work and climb the success ladder fast, you must upskill. So take note of skills you don't have and attend workshops or professional certification courses to fill in knowledge gaps. I look at that if I'm sitting somewhere waiting to dump and there's three trucks in front of me and you know it's a location that I've dumped five times or 50 times and someone does it a different way, I'm focused on that and I'm like that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? That you know and that person's been doing it like that. It's faster, it's better, it's safer. And I, I never even thought of that. You know, those are, those are the things to pay attention to, Did right? Did he use a different soap and just smells better? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, take initiatives and learn a skill proactively. Proactively means on your own, right? You've learned that on your own. Someone hasn't told you Which to do that. Which is part of your integrity. Exactly. <laughs> also part of our creed, you know, We face and overcome all that stands before us. Absolutely. So number nine, say no to procrastination. Chances are you'd rather scroll through social media feeds during office hours than complete a project you dislike. I'm guilty a couple times. I, I, I <laughs> can't lie. I just sat here on this podcast talked
3: about a TikTok. I'm not going to tell you when I watched it. <laughs> you know, so, before David came in and I was trying to get the books right, I was like, I need a TikTok break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, however, when you postpone important stuff, it only makes things worse. And before you know it, kaboom, you're way past the deadline. Don't let the fear of deadlines get the better of you. If a task bothers you too much, you might as well get it over with. It's also a healthy habit to commit to the task at hand and always finish what you started. So I, I love that stuff. Yeah. And the the last one on here is if you're having problems with something, use a habit management app. I've never looked one of these up. When I read this, I was like, oh, very cool. So I, I need to look one up here. But it says uh, no longer confused about the what we what our work habits question. Awesome but developing good work habits take time and bad habits are difficult to let go of. In fact, if you ask most habit coaches, they'll probably say it takes you about 21 days to form a habit. And then it goes over how to stay on task. This is where habit tracking or productivity apps like ClickUp come into the picture so ClickUp is one of the most popular and highest rated habit management apps used by productive teams across all domains it's an all-in-one app that lets you set up manage and track your personal projects and professional goals with ease so
0: wow are they sponsoring this podcast
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no but just a little tip there
0: <laughs> i like it dustin you have final thoughts
5: i do have a final thought um i've been thinking a lot lately like the last five months, I have nothing else better to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> and
3: this is going to be a foot of wisdom. It, oh, oh
4: man! No. No. <laughs> Sorry, <Justin. laughs>
5: but it is really easy to go into a negative uh, mind. Sure, really easy, and I've tried my best not to be negative, but there was days and that I was absolutely down and out sure and talking to people and being able to explain what my situation was and stuff like that and would it brought me back into a positive state of mind mm-hmm. if you're ever thinking negative like feel free to call me because it gets really bad yeah and I'll, you've helped me out just coming here and seeing all you guys have helped me out it it puts a smile on my face just to come back to work and see everybody i've missed everybody here and just be positive i've i've changed myself so much in positive thinking instead of always being negative like i thought that was the only way to be like negative Mm -hmm. that was the biggest downfall in my life was negativity probably may not have even known it, right? I Dustin? didn't know. I mean at that all. was
2: just how things were,
5: right? That's not, just how things yeah, were. Yes. I get
2: it. I totally get it.
5: Yeah. And having a positive outlook on everything just puts a perspective on life that it is wonderful feeling. Yep.
0: I like that Dustin, uh we're designed for community, you know what I mean? And I, I get into like little loner phases where I, I could do it by myself or But yeah, if you're a <laughs> little loner phase. Yeah, like if if you're like you said, if you're by yourself, you know, you you're you got a broke foot, you're sitting at home, you're by yourself all day. All the kids out of the house. Yep. Your wife is gone and you're sitting there left with your thoughts. That's a dangerous place to be if those Absolutely. aren't good thoughts. If you're going through something in your personal life and you're out in a truck all by yourself for the day and your thoughts aren't really that positive, that's a dangerous place for you to be. Where you're just stewing over things and you creating on false narratives, and you know all these things that didn't even really happen yet. You know what I mean? Yep. So, to your point, call
2: Dustin.
5: Yeah, <laughs> please, please do. Like everybody should have my phone number. I'm willing to talk to anybody. Yep. Yes. I,
2: I do have to say, Dustin, and, and I know you'll back me on this, but Jam is a great guy to call on that stuff because he <laughs> he comes like out of the box with shit, and it just it cracks me up the... <laughs> He had a conversation yesterday, you know, with a with a person that called in and it, the you know the the other end of the line was a little bit negative and you know the the person said a few things and jams like uh, no, dude, just I'm not mad at you. You just owe me 50 burpees. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. or, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, it just cracked me up, you know? So, Absolutely.
3: Was, good good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When good. you talk when you talk about being, you know, depressed or whatever that was part of the sermon about the the smelling part but it was the flower is you don't know at that point that that you're not attractive mm-hmm. and and being depressed is not is not attractive but it's hard to be that flower just like you're saying and, and to be attractive yeah and that's what we all need maybe we all need a little bit of water you know
5: or a, a little bit of sunshine or a little bit yeah. of fertilizer and you know. and all it took for me too is to have like texts. FaceTime me the hmm. dude's going down the road with his FaceTime he's paying attention driving and yeah, I'm right. just staring at him driving <laughs> and I told him that I was going to confess my love for him today so. there it is yeah there it is right there why are you down on one knee Dustin
0: Sue, <laughs> <laughs> so, you got any final thoughts
1: boy it's tough to follow that um I just got to say here here Dustin you've come yeah. a long way thank you um and uh you're just doing a great job, and yep. um, boy, before you blink your eyes, before you know, you'll be back at it, driving that truck, and yep. and uh, you know, doing your thing every day. And I can't wait. Yep. Absolutely. Yep.
0: And you've been you've been missed as well. You know, we miss you as well. And you know, you've been around the office the last couple of days. Saw you at church over the past weekend, yep. and it's good to see you, Dustin. And absolutely. You know, sometimes you got to remember you're not alone, and you know, sometimes people aren't gonna reach out for you to come join them just just be there yeah right i mean sometimes it's up to you to say you know what like (laughs) i need to get out of the house and like go be around people you know what i mean so uh my final thought so i bought a pair of shorts from this company called born primitive the other day
2: and born born
0: born Born primitive right they actually have an outdoor line for hunting right now and kind of raised my (laughs) eyebrows and anyway they're mostly like gym gen- hunting shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, born primitive and outdoors. Got some of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is their fitness apparel, and they just started an outdoor line for hunting. But before I spend a lot of money on hunting gear, I'm like, well, let me buy a pair of shorts to see if their stuff's shit or not. You know what I mean? But anyway, of course, you sign up for the emails, and they have the anthem, and this and that. But I watched your an anthem yesterday, and it's pretty badass. I'm going to read it, and it is gym-related, but part of it you could just apply to your life yeah, anyway. So anyway, it says, The relationship between man and iron is the ultimate metaphor for life. The iron doesn't care how busy you are or how much sleep you got. It offers no refuge to your excuses or your self-pity. You only get what you earn. 315 pounds is always 315 pounds. Just like life burdens, some days the weight is going to feel heavier than others. You still have to show up. You still have to put in the work because anything truly worthwhile in life requires hard work and sacrifice. No shortcuts, no handouts, no entitlements. People can make excuses all day long about why they aren't successful, but let's speak a hard truth. At the end of the day, the only one stopping you is you. So what's it going to be? Boom. Bam. Now you want to go buy a pair of shorts.
2: That's the whack over the head, huh? <laughs> <But> who's <laughs> it on? Me or is it someone else's? Yeah, I mean. Why am I not successful? Yeah,
0: sometimes there's unfortunate circumstances, but you put two different people in the same set of circumstances. One of them is going to get off the island. One of them may not. Yeah. So that's my final thought. You guys want to say the creed? And
3: Absolutely. Sure.
0: Head on out.
3: See if we do better than the last time I did with all you guys. (laughs) Super Dave, don't screw it up. (laughs) I'm gonna put it in front of me, Super Dave. Oh, you got on your phone.
1: (laughs) Together I go over this creed sometimes three times a day, but yet put the microphone in front of me and I screw up. (laughs) Ah. Together
0: we We face face and and overcome overcome all that that stands before us.
2: Together we are accident free. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and we respect those with whom we work. Together, we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together, we are the JFW family.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo! Thanks, Dustin. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thank thanks, Dustin.